to another episode of the Land Scurve Show. I had a little treat ready for you. I wanted to see what I can do here. I might have to turn this volume up a little bit. Like I said, it's a little late, but it's better than never. We have a show tonight with brother... Okay, is it going on here? I'm hearing it. we have to bring that on another time because I'm not hearing it through the system like I want to. Um, we had the Kamisi Fox rap with the Lance Curve show theme. So we'll we'll bypass that. Tonight we're going to speak about officers and overseers, why slavery hasn't ended in America for black people. And we have a guest, Abraham X, and he's going to break down some facts. And for those who may be in first grade and don't understand uh, the college level or the high school level or the higher levels, there's always Jerry Springer. There's always a twerking channel. There's always other decadent things that you can indulge yourself in. So, you know, the comment sections of these videos really tell me who's really appreciating and actually uh, the viewers chat. So anyway, brother, Abraham, I want to hear your voice. Let's get a last sound check. We are live and folks will be filing in. Jared, how are you doing? I'm here and we're going to be getting down. Brother Abraham, bring yourself on. Unmute your phone if possible. Hey, how you doing? I'm wonderful, man. Like you said, I'm a, I'm a machine. I, I don't feel like oh, one, yeah. but I try to produce like one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it, man. I really don't. But, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that you do it. Oh, definitely, man. I need. Definitely. Did you just hear something? Pop on? Uh, no. No, I thought I had some wires crossed here. We're going to proceed as usual. And uh, the theme song, we're just going to have to wait on. But, brother, we have a very important topic to speak on tonight. And um, like I said, in this, in this, the state of the game now, living here in America, it's almost like, you know, it's something we need to talk about all the time. I mean, because it's always happening to us. The police abuse of power, police brutality, um, all of that good stuff, you know. And if I can just refresh my page, maybe I can pull up. Okay, here we go. There it is. I got to see this from over, over the other side. Marlon, how are you? Estarte, Estarte, uh, how can I pronounce that? Um, Jones. <laughs> you know, I'm a little off right now. I've been reading a lot, and I've been really putting a lot of effort in my downtime, which means I have no downtime, but I keep everything going. And I really appreciate the work that you put in and the research um, for what you are providing today as far as another outlook. Adrian Lewis, how are you? Talk to me, Abraham. Tell us what you want to talk about. Break it down and let's flow. Okay, cool. Um, like I talked to you before, um, I was wanting to talk to you about how we respond as black people to police um, brutality. And so the thing I was uh, talking to you about before is... Um, mm -hmm. Something happens from the police, you know, police um, kill us or harm us in some kind of way. 
and then we protest and rabble about, and then it dies down. And then it happens again and again, and it happens in the same way. Um, and, and the same results happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of had to sit back and say, well, wait a minute, what's actually really going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really stopped and thought about this after Philando Castile was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, people were saying, just do what the police say. Just comply. And, and we've been saying it doesn't matter if we comply. And then we saw Philando Castile comply. Right. And get shot, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, wait a minute. It's it's it's, it's about more than that, right? Right. Um, they're telling us th- this is how they tell us to respond to police. Now, um, I've done uh, research into law uh, for about ten years now. I'm an independent researcher, so I had to I had to stop and uh, and like really analyze what's going on. So. For me, I say, okay, um, I imagine myself in the um, role of my police. And so we got to really understand what's happening here. You have an officer of the state who is uh, enforcing what people know to be laws, but they're not actually laws. Mm-hmm. And um, so with a black person in that instance, it's about getting out alive. So what t- typically happens is we try to talk our way out of it. But when we do that, we're basically digging ourselves a bigger hole. Uh, and then even if we comply, uh, there's no guarantee. So what I do is I tell the police officer, sir, ma'am, whatever their name is, I am going to comply because I have a gun to my face, right? Under mm-hmm. threat, duress, and coercion, I'm complying with all your demands. Now, what you do right there is uh, you take away their excuse of you not complying. So whatever brutality they want to commence against you, they've already invalidated themselves. Because now people can't say, well, he wasn't complying. Well, he just said he's going to comply. The second part of that is under threat, duress, and coercion. And the reason why that particular phrase is important is because what the police is doing is enforcing revenue law mm-hmm. because the state is a corporation. The state is not what people think it is. The state isn't a landmass and a border and uh, people living within this. And No, it's, it's all a corporation, no different than McDonald's or Walmart or Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state itself is a corporation. So anytime an officer of the state or anytime you interact with the state in any kind of way, it's based on contract. So we got to get out of our mind, all oh, these laws are wrong. Well, we, we know this. They know this. What we got to understand is what's actually happened is not law. This is a corporate contract being enforced on you. So you got to think about it in the way of um, somebody putting a gun to your head and forcing you to sign a contract. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the police is doing. So when you say under threat, duress, and coercion, what you're saying is that this contract is being forced on me by threat, duress, and coercion. Under commercial law, uh, no contract is valid if it's entered into by force. So, basically, uh, you raise the stakes with a court. Like if, I, if that's all they have on their police camera, 
if that's all you said, then you have a, 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 a more firm ground to go into court um, and, and with a different status. Now, as a black person, um, how the court sees us anyway is as property. But again, how can property contract? Right? Mm-hmm. So you can't go in a contract with mm-hmm. your property. So, so, so it's a fraud in any facet that you look at it. Yes. And when we step back and look at it, um, we can't equate authority with force. And that's a, that's a mistake a lot of people do. A lot of people say, well, they're the authorities. What, what makes them the authority? Who gave, hmm. who gave them the authority over you? Well, right. they gave the, their self-authority over the over you by force. But force in and of itself is not authority. It's the same as if I came up to you on the street brandishing a gun and demanded something of you. Uh, what authority do I have? Now, you might comply with what I say, but that's only because I'm, you know, I put you under uh, threat. Mm-hmm. And this is the exact same way we gotta look at this now. Right. This makes a difference in the way that um, we we talk about white supremacy, we talk about racism, and all of this. That that's an important part of it, mm-hmm. but the the lich part of it is our compliance. Like so, uh, if we don't if we don't challenge the fact that we're interacting with the state because we're under threat, that automatically validates their presumptions and their enforced contract. Right? So if, uh, if, like, so for example, if I put a gun in somebody's head and told them to give me, you know, what they have, right? and and they're going to comply, but they don't put up any kind of resistance, you know what I'm saying? And if they don't go and report it, then, you know, now we, we both know in truth that isn't, um, what I, what I took still came from ill-gotten gain, but in their way of thinking, you know, they're in honor, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't resist, right? You complied, you complied with the uh, agreement. So that's all they need to run uh, any kind of shred of legitimacy. Now, everybody else is looking at the United States right now because of the advances in technology. And so, um, that is ABC. think about it. If they start seeing black people tell officers of the state, hey, look, I'm doing what you say because, you know, you're threatening me. How does that look internationally? Well, your citizens... Uh, they, 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 uh, they're under, they're scared of you, right? You rule by a, a iron fist, right? And this is the exact claims that the United States make against these other countries, right? All these, uh, Saddam Hussein's a brutal dictator. Gaddafi's a brutal dictator. is a brutal, they always make this brutal dictator claim against these other countries. But we can show the United States as being a brutal dictator by how we react, you know what I mean? Kind of like putting on a show, you know, if you just, mm-hmm. 
you know, if if you're seeing, if a, if a lot of us are seeing, like, hey, hey, we're going to comply because we got a gun to our face, right? Right. That creates a different narrative in the public to make it harder for them to run their commercial law. Am I making any sense? One hundred percent, brother. I'm soaking it in. This is like a good meal. You know, when a meal tastes good and yeah. you're sitting at a table, I have no time to talk. <laughs> it tastes too good. I'm busy chewing it up. So keep dishing it out. You're an excellent waiter. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So that's a piece of it, right? So, you know, we're driving down the road. The cop pulls us over, right? Mm-hmm. And then even if we have our driver's license and everything in order, we still get that that feeling, right? Oh, my God, is this today, right? Am I going to be the one, right? Now, the thing is, we have to um, project that, right, back at them, right? Mm-hmm. They're using fear to get us to comply. We have to use that fear to our advantage, right? We have to project it back. And so the projected it back part is expressly saying it, and, and the, the best way to do it is to make sure it's recorded. So hopefully they have their uh, cameras on, but... You know, in, the, in this day, everybody's recording themselves, you know, all the time anyway. So so when you're projecting this fear back on them, see, now they have to think twice, right? Because it's like, okay, they're telling me that they're doing what I say because uh, I got a gun in their face, right? Mm-hmm. Now they don't have that excuse of, well, I'm just enforcing the law, right? And we, and we got to really look at what the law is now simply put um no 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 the law is more the law is simple what law actually is because it derives from the most high and 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 we had those foundations of law hundreds of thousands of years before europeans so there's a sense of right and wrong in us. The law is written in our hearts, just like it says in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, with them, it's a perversion, right? So, if you make a if you make something look 180 degree opposite of something, you know, so it, it's like a mirror. When you look in the mirror, your image is 180 degree inverted. So it, it can't it can't be so like so that. So the way they work it is, law and, and how they uh, work it mm-hmm. looks enough like what law really is to make it seem legitimate to most people. You know, they got the they got the fancy dressing, right? They got all the titles, but they're not actually law. What mm-hmm. law is in in their sense is just uh, you can or can't do something. Because we're white and we say you can or can't do something, right? You know that—that's really what law is here. And, and like I said, uh, going back to interacting with the state, we always have to realize that th- there is no basis for their authority. One, because uh, when you're talking about the legitimacy of government, um, you are talking about on one hand consent consent of the people right mm-hmm. and so we, we were we were kind of forced into this right so at the end of the civil war well i want to get into this later but at the end of the civil war 
they said that we were free, right? We were set at freedom. But they never really Yeah, right. Us, <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. They never really gave us the actual um, trappings of freedom, which is being able to be compensated by our labor, right? Being able to access the the courts, you know, to remedy situations for us. We've never had that, you know, those trappings of freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said we were free, and then we said, oh, well, we free. We free because we're not on a plantation getting beat day in and day out, working from sunup to sundown. So our perception has always been dictated and influenced by our enemies. And, and think about how, how really... Um, Lick this is it's like if your perception is completely dictated by your enemy and they tell you well this is law right mm-hmm. our mind is, a, is an association machine to where we say well okay this white man said this is law well law is what the white man say now that's in our subconscious i'm bringing it i'm bringing this all out right right so when i say law in this country is what the white man say you can or can't do. Every black person knows that in their subconscious. Mm-hmm. So now what I'm asking people to do is, is to bring that to your foreconscious and think about what they say law is and the basis of their authority. Is the basis of their authority uh, designed to protect you? Mm-hmm. Well, they, we, we both know it's not, right? But since we have working in our subconscious, well, what the white man say is law, so, you know, you know, might as well do what we say, you know? Like, yeah. that's what's working in all of our subconscious, right? But when we bring it to the foreconscious, we see, like, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> th- there's no basis for their authority. Right. And most of us just go along with it. Exactly. And most of us go along with it because a lot of us are psychologically conquered. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And so confronting this, like, I say all that to say this. <clears throat> um, at some point, we're going to have to actually confront this system. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be with arms or with violence, although that may be necessary, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is we have to confront the very legitimacy, right? That's the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the United States is able to get on the world stage and talk about human right, rights violations of all these other countries, right? And uh, for, for some reason, without being laughed off the stage, <laughs> right? Now, we could get these other countries to laugh the United States off the stage when they open their mouth talking about human rights violations. If we if we reacted and responded to the state in such a way to project the fear back on them to especially say, hey, look, we, you know, this is putting on a show, but we, we do what you say, boss, just don't hit us. Right. <laughs> you got to say it with more passion. <laughs> we right, do right, what you right. say is boss, but just don't hit us. <laughs> yeah, just don't hit us. Right, but that, that's essentially what, what what we're saying. But like, you know, if if other people are saying it, right, right, 
if other people are seeing it, <laughs> then it's like, okay, all right. Now they have to work harder to make their thing look legitimate, you know? So, again, we're working with a set of morals and um, that, that like, we know what's right and wrong. We right. know, you know, you from Queens, you know, uh, you know, the streets and stuff like that. You know, in the streets, this is, you know what's suck up? Suck a bitch move. It's a suck a bitch move to shoot somebody in the back. We know that, mm-hmm. right? But see, to them and their twisted logic, you know that that's all fine. You know, there, there's no right. sense of honor, right? Because right? they don't see you as a man, right? You don't shoot another man in the back mm-hmm. running away. You know what I mean? Ebony eyes. No, keep talking. I'm calling out people and, in the chat room, so you know. I'm, I'm... And, and and they don't even shoot animals in the like running away like that, you know, unless they're hunting them. But, right. Well, they're not uh, going to shoot. They're not going to shoot dogs because you know they're related. That's another, <laughs> that's another topic. Well, well, yeah, but you know, again, you know, we have a two totally different senses of morals and stuff like that. So, right. um, we can sh- you know like and, and again and another thing and another thing um. Right, it's almost lit. Mm-hmm. We got to stop letting them tell us what our rights are. My rights is whatever the hell I say they are, right? Mm-hmm. As long as I'm not harming another person, who who has the right to tell me that I can't smoke a joint, right? Right. What's the basis of that? So you mean to say, well, if this person catches you smoking a joint, then uh, we have all the right in the world to uh, harass you, beat you, possibly kill you, throw you in a cell. That doesn't make any sense. But let me just interject. Really have to. At this juncture point, it's so funny because for all the brothers out there that are locked up for marijuana possession or sale of marijuana, at the other side, we we have affluent people and people with money who are setting up to sell med- medical marijuana. Now, I can understand where we split hairs and say, well, that was, wasn't for medicinal purposes. But how could you say that it is not, right? I don't smoke weed, but I'm just saying, are you going to release all of these people from prison that are locked up for those charges of that? You know, and, and if we got together and went into that medical marijuana field, you'd do everything to stop us from getting into it. But it's the cool thing to do right now. You know, at one time, liquor, right. uh, you know, alcohol was illegal in the United States. Now, now, so-called it is. Who decides this? But continue on, brother. I just want to interject, interject that. And, well, and I just, I'm glad you I just want to also say one more thing. Way, I'm not uh, responding in the chat the room because the the code behind my the color behind my, my 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 words is bright white and the letters are yellow. I don't understand. I've been trying to figure out how to change the code back to normal, and I'll probably type something in so you can see what I mean. Um, and that's why I'm not really responding. So I'm not ignoring everybody. I see everybody here, and I'm acknowledging everybody. So so don't think I'm being rude tonight. But go ahead, brother. I'll shut up right now. No problem. <laughs> no, it's your show. But um, <laughs> I'm glad you segued off on the um, the drugs part of it. Okay, again, we got we got to realize the rules that they're playing by. And again, I I told you before that every everything that they were us as being called a crime these days mm-hmm. they're all uh commercial crimes mm-hmm. and they and that's an actual definition 
in their in their uh, courts a commercial crime, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's a commercial crime as compared to an actual crime? Well, a commercial crime, the character of it is it's a mala prohibitum, right, which is Latin for bad because it's declared bad, right? Mm-hmm. Bad because who declares it bad? Well, the white man declares it bad, right? Now, this is an actual definition. This is what I'm making up, right? Mm-hmm. So a commercial crime in its nature is a mala prohibitum crime, right? Be smoking a, a, a cigarette, a joint, even a crack rock, right? That act in and of itself isn't a crime under law, mm-hmm. but it's a mala prohibitum crime under their commercial laws. See, this is how this whole thing works. If, if we keep in mind that mm-hmm. it's all commercial, then it all makes sense, right? Um, so if you go to Title 21 of the United States Code under Section 801, um, it basically gives a, um, a brief synopsis of the purpose of the Controlled Substances Act. And so if you read that, I ain't going to read it all uh, to you, but mm-hmm. I just want you to pay particular attention to this part. It says the United States is a party to the single convention on narcotic drugs of 1961 and other international conventions designed to establish effective control over international and domestic traffic and controlled substances. Mm-hmm. That word traffic in their uh, legal definition means commerce. See, this is this is the reason I say we have to understand what they mean by words. And, you know, we can't take what we mean and um, kind of run with it. Like, most people understand traffic to be cars going down the road, right? Yeah. In their sense, it's traffic is that, but it's commerce primarily. Traffic is commerce. Hmm. So it tells you in this Right here in the introduction of this act, the Controlled Substances Act, that the purpose is to establish effective control over the domestic and international commerce of controlled substances. And it's right there in in their their, um, law, Mm -hmm. so-called law, black and white. So when you get busted for, so let me give you a, a, this is um, a little example of how this thing works. You know, there's a little nuances to it, but um, I don't want to get into that, you know, and take up time. But basically what's going on is this. So the the state Peace of nature. makes money off of its property, right? We being their property, right, in their eyes. And so how they do it is, they basically sue their property, right? Now, that's another fraud. Now, when I say sue their property, that means they have a a contract, right? They have a presumption of contract because, well, you're a citizen, right? Mm-hmm. See, every time you answer them and, they, you know, you're a citizen, right, you fall under their contract, right? Right. So look at this fraud. So they're, they're forcing their property, so to speak, the contract with them, 
and then they catch their con their their property uh, in violation of the contract, and so they pull their their property in the court to sue their property, hmm. right? Yeah, it's it's all fraudulent. And you've complied willingly. Yeah. Now just, here's the thing. Yeah. That's what makes this whole thing work. The 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 thing that makes this whole thing work is you complying, mm-hmm. right? You 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 not understanding. Hey, I'm being dragged in on a contract. Mm-hmm. If you realize that, then you can question the court on your status. As is my status as a U.S. citizen. Uh, is this court going to uh, acknowledge my right? Right, the challenge this thing. Now they're not. They're not going to do that. Right now, the thing is, if if you firmly establish your status, now you know another thing is we got to take our ego out of this. Right, mm-hmm. I've said this to people. Well, I ain't nobody slave. I'm free. I make money. I make money. I do. <laughs> okay, right. They can take it away from you at any point. If you fight, they can kill you at any point that they want to. Right, so. How free are you really? You, you, we have to we have to look at the system, how it acts on us, by the rules in which they operate, mm-hmm. to be able to, to circumvent those rules and use those rules in our favor. That's not to say that their rules are legitimate. You know, that's not to say that their rules are are uh, understanding their rules is a panacea to to um ended this thing that's to say look understand the rules so you have a fighting chance Mm -hmm. you're not going to go into a casino not knowing how to play blackjack and sit down at a table and just you know just start that's your life savings (laughs) are you huh just just show up and just start and not know how to play the game at all and that's what we're doing and that's why we keep losing we don't know how to play the game. Now, the thing is, it, it, it's kind of, um, I understand, right, like, you know, people say, well, this, the white man don't play by his own rules, blah, 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 you know, he don't have no I understand that. The point is, is to use that in your favor to delegitimize it. Because think about this, they delegitimize us as people, and mm-hmm. they're able to do this to us. Because the world sees us as subhuman, almost. Right. Uh, whatever they do to us, it's, it's all fair game, right? Right. So that's the that's the this is this is warfare. This is a tactic. The first thing you got to do it to your enemy is is dehumanize them, delegitimize them as a human. And that's what they've done to us. But we have to do the same thing back to them. We have to delegitimize their whole role of function. Short-circuited, right? yeah. Exactly. But because then at that point, they just look like brutes. They mm-hmm. just look like tyrants, right? And if you're a tyrant, then, you know, you have a natural duty and obligation and right to fight against a tyrant so people will be on your side, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. So... Yeah, so th- so this is this is where I'm going with this. You know, w- you know, we have to really kind of reprogram ourselves to be able to to be able to confront. Well, you know, when they say that the habits are formed, at least 
by doing something over and over at least seven times or it's absorbed. And this is why when you put on the mind control box called the television set, you, you're blasted with certain commercials over and over. Certain ones are like, wait a second, didn't that commercial just come on 10 minutes ago? It came on again. Or they have different commercials that is, where they want the same result from the same product, but it's different. So we have to kind of put this, we have to remind ourselves, they'll listen to this program. I'm not saying all of us, but many will listen to it. Say, good information. I'm going to remember that. And as soon as they hear whoop, whoop, and see them lights, you know, exactly. and, 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 and men start doing... um you know, male Kegels <laughs> while they sit down in the seat. <laughs> you chop oh, wow. a diamond in half back there with that thing. Whoop, whoop. You say, whoa. Uh, Everything clenches. Right. Hey, my heart even flutters when I see the police light. You know, and this is the thing, right. you know. I I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. But Go ahead. And this, this is the reason, you know, what I'm telling people I don't want them to get confused with like particulars and you know statutes and things like that. We right. have to understand what's fundamentally going on. This is a, on the, on a spiritual level, mm -hmm. right? I'm talking law, right, so to speak. But this is on a spiritual level, right? Because uh, you know, and I know that spiritually speaking, you know, we either do things that's in honor or not in honor, right? And see, uh, we both know that slavery is an unnatural system, but the thing is, uh, this sounds crazy to say that, you know, if we don't resist slavery, you know, they can, they can appear to be in honor, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, that's how they diminish your status in law. Right. Well, you know... If, if all things for them and they're a natural state, which is natural to them, if left alone and they had their way, we would be back into slavery all the way again. If they oh, yeah, the only way. reason why... And, and let me yeah, tell you something. Yeah, we'll, they... fi we'll find out real quick um, when they say, well, there, there are some good ones out there. It's not our job. To take time and sift through and test and analyze and and micromanage and observe and let's work so hard to find the good ones. If you're good, stand up. We don't need you. We're not looking for you. But if you want to help out from where you stand, do so. Whatever little way you can do it. But my thing is that, judging from the state of their mind when they said that they were fighting against the British for their freedom, they fought. They used weapons. Right. They did whatever they had to do. And they celebrated it with one of the most violent anthems ever written. And the rockets' red glare. The bombs bursting mm -hmm. in air. You know? So... Mm -hmm. Those were firecrackers, guys. Those are artillery. Right. <laughs> so, so what do they expect us to to think. They don't want us to think that way. Now, we don't have the tanks and the weapons and the planes. We don't have that. So what do we have? We have each other and the ability to be independent and pull away from the system and where East meets West, North meets South, Black meets White in the ideology. We have to know how to handle them. So we have to know what 
they set up and how they twist it around. We got to play the game and twist it around back on them like you're so brilliantly showing right now. It's almost like the episode when in Star Trek many years ago, and I always bring up old shows, when they had this floating, uh, a cind- it was like a cylinder, and it was named Nomad. And it thought Captain Kirk was its creator, and it was very powerful. But it was involved in some explosion, and it malfunctioned, and it basically thought that Captain Kirk was its mother. But it was a malfunction, and Nomad was perfect. See? So Nomad destroyed anything that was imperfect. So Captain Kirk had to tell Nomad, listen, you're imperfect, right? I made you. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes. He said, no, I didn't. You made a mistake. So since you're imperfect, you have to destroy yourself. And they hurried Mm -hmm. up and got Nomad the hell up off of that ship. They put him on a transporter, put him in space, and flew away as far as he can. And Nomad, it blew up. So you got to be cool. We are a passionate, emotional people. We are spiritual people. Mm -hmm. This is how we resonate. But we've got to pull back that side of us, disconnect that side of us, and be Mr. Spock with these bad boys. And speak logic, which they are not logical, but they think they are. So use their ideology, use their law, use what's written right back against them, and be hip to it. Young folks want to spit rap and, and rap lyrics? Well, spit some law, not because uh, uh, you love it so much, but you need to know it so much so you can stay alive and navigate these shark-infested waters of race soldiers. Go ahead, brother. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. But um, you, you're always spot on. And, and see, the thing is, like like I said, uh, it's not to say, like, well, this is what I subscribe to and this is what I, this is what I would want to be under. This is to say, hey, look, yes, even by their own mm-hmm. black and white laws, which they flip-flop every day, right, they admit that they're fraudulent. But the, but the trick is, it's convincing us to go along with the lie, right? Uh, for example, um, you know the uh, NFL protests, right? Taking a knee thing. Yes, now, I never really understood that because uh, taking a knee is way more of a respectful gesture than putting your hand over your chest. <laughs> so if you really wanted to, so if you really wanted to protest, me, I would sit on ass. Right. right? And when now, they say when they say when they say taking a knee, trust me, it would be that these uh, uh, team owners and executives. They'd be taking a knee. They'd be taking my knee between their legs. Pow! But go ahead. <laughs> I don't condone violence. Yeah, I'm just yeah. joking. But go ahead. Yes, I do. It, well, it's needed sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So they get us to believe that you know their height, mm-hmm. and not only that, they get us to co-sign on their height, right? Because we're ignorant to so to so many things. Yes. And it's not really our fault. Think about this: we were only allowed to read less than a hundred years ago. And then, like you guys look at how they set up the education system, and then you gotta think about what um, Malcolm X said. He said, uh, "Well, why would your enemy educate you, right? Why would they educate you on any anything that would make you any kind of uh, you know independent for yourself?" Right. 
you know, so we, we, we have to automatically question everything that comes out of these people's mouths. Mm-hmm. But at this day and time, we it's the opposite. If it comes out of a white person's mouth, black people automatically believe it. Which is Same. which is we need to be in another place where like no no we gotta scrutinize everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, for example, here's what I'm talking about. So, under their own definitions, under the United States Code, under Title 28, which is the judicial title, uh, it says it's under Section 3002. Okay, it's Part Six. Chapter 176, subchapter A, section 3002. It has definitions. Okay, it says person includes an, includes a natural person, mm-hmm. including an individual Indian. <laughs> this is how they define this stuff. A corporation, right? So included within their definition is a corporation. Mm-hmm. Now they're a corporation, right? And so in, in law, only persons have rights in law, right? And if they include a corporation as in within the definition of person, that's how you that's now that's why you know how uh, these lobbyists are so uh, powerful, right? Mm-hmm. Well, because you know they represent the interests of this person, corporation, blah blah blah, right? So then you go down, and it says. The United States. United States means a federal corporation. This is in their own law. You don't have to believe me. You know, you can go check it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Then, now this is going to really twist people's minds. The, the location of the United States is in the District of Columbia. You <laughs> <laughs> think about what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the rest of it? <laughs> you know. Well, 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 there's a lot of history to go on with that, and right, I, I don't want to tie out the phone with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Like understand? Because look, we're yeah. gonna do this on a regular. So you in charge of that, man? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to bring everybody on with whatever it is that they specialize on in, whatever they focus on. I have no. I'm home right now, man. I'm sitting here in a t-shirt and shorts. My toes are spreading and feeling good. I had a nice salad. Uh, uh, brother Keston after the show good. and his wife, my sister-in-law, we sat around and talked and I videotaped some more stuff. You know what I mean? So I, I'm a little fatigued now, but I feel good. So don't think that you, you do, you, you're saying too much. This justifies the hard work that I put in and everybody else puts in and the support that everybody gives and shares, no matter what it may be, monetary or clicking of a button or sharing stuff. So... I'm with it, man. Um, more information, the better, because again, like I say, I want to create um, a really great listening experience on so many different levels because different people communicate different ways. It's almost like you couldn't expect Flavor Flav to do what Chuck D does in Public Enemy. It wouldn't come off right, mm-hmm. but it's a blending of them both that makes magic. It's the same thing with lemon. Right. Too much sugar is nasty. Too much lemon is just mm-hmm. overwhelming. But you put them both mm-hmm. together in the right combination, and you have nice a beautiful blend. glass of lemonade. You throw some ice in there, and you're good to go. So, um, what you're doing is necessary, brother, because you're made in a special way, and you took the time to absorb this. So it's an honor to sit here and 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 you know just feast on what you put out. And and the thing is, um, 
I'm not a trivial type guy. I'm not right. a, a guy that's like just wanting to spit facts just to appear like I'm smarter. There's a reason. There's a reason I want people to know mm-hmm. that the United States is a corporation. Because then we can sit back and say, okay, wait a minute. So what does this mean? Mm-hmm. What does this mean, right? Mm-hmm. Like what it means is we have to really question the source of their authority. Because I'd be damned if uh, McDonald's demand that I eat their food every day. Right. Right? I mean, it's the same, right? The United States forced you to do these and get this, get these licenses and stuff like that. It's the same as if McDonald's said, hey, hey, Mr. Skurb, um, you have to buy at least $50 worth of McDonald's food a week. Now, do they have a right to do that? No. No. Exactly. That's right. Can they tell you to come in and, um, you know, clean the bathrooms? <laughs> no. 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 The, but they can tell their workers to clean it, right? That's right. When they're on shift. So that, that that's the reason I'm telling people mm-hmm. certain information. It's not, oh, did you know this, right? Like, no, nah, it's not, did you know this? It's like, do you understand right. why this is important? Let me get into why. Let me uh, give you an example of what I'm talking about. So, you know, there's a, these so-called drug laws, right? Even the traffic laws. So, now when I say law loosely, right? They're not laws. They're acts of Congress. So, all the drug crimes come from the Controlled Substances Act, right? Mm-hmm. An act passed by Congress. Congress under Article One. Right now, law is in Article Three, but let me read you something from a book called uh, "Criminal Law Cases and Materials." Uh, there's a paragraph that says Congress has no authority to make criminal law. Huh? Congress has no authority to make criminal law, so the principal authority for enacting criminal statutes lie within the states mm-hmm. rather than the federal government. However, Congress does enact many criminal statutes, including, for example, drug laws, mm-hmm. by virtue of its power over interstate commerce. And there's that word again, commerce, mm-hmm. commerce, corporation, money, banks, commerce, uh-huh. right? That's, when you think about government, when you turn on the TV and see these politicians, they're think, you know, agents of a bank, right, agents of a, a a bankrupt entity, a bankrupt corporation, right? There's that word again, commerce. Mm-hmm. Then it says Congress has the authority to make criminal law for the District of Columbia. <laughs> so all of these laws only apply to the District of Columbia, Check all these drug laws. Now, how? Now why is it in Georgia? They'll arrest you for um, possession of controlled substances. Why is it in Florida that they'll arrest you for um, controlled substances? Well, because the states get funding from the federal government to enforce these laws. Hmm. Think about it. The state now, – now, there goes your whole due process, right? Right. There goes your whole impartiality, right? It's undercut. <laughs> so let, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying the rug is pulled from under your feet. You don't have a leg to stand <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Hmm. 
one of the things that uh, now, now the reason I focus on this criminal law bit is because <clears throat> this is the way that like I've seen many of our people just snatched out off this, you know, from their life and their life totally turned on top of their head, right, from these bullshit statutes, right, yep. from these bullshit um, acts of Congress, right? Yeah. And, and, it, and it affects us most directly, and, and, and it hits us harder, right? Like, it's harder for us to recover from a traffic ticket, mm-hmm. right? Think about it. You get a speeding ticket, you got to go to court, which means you got to miss a day of work. Right, then you gotta pay extra money, and then they might hit you with some kind of bullshit like you know community service. So, you know, I, I focus on this area because it, it it's it's the stuff that most directly impacts us, right? You know, yeah. I, I ain't gonna and you know, the you funny know thing put is... us out there like that, but you know, we smoke weed. We're weed smoking right. people, right? Right. And we should none of us should be in jail for smoking weed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Big wage. Let me just say, you know, people don't understand, even on a simple level, whether they understand these things or not, just a simple thing of making a bad decision, wrong choice, wrong move in this system that's already stacked against us, already looks at us like we're so-called criminals. They painted us that way Mm -hmm. when they are, right? And we're going about our Mm -hmm. natural way. We're not aware of a lot of things. And because we're not aware of a lot of things, like you said, people are not aware how quick their lives can be turned upside down. You go out right. to the corner store to pick something up, you know, you run across the wrong cop, and that's it. But this is what I want to say. I've seen guys who never got locked up before, and I worked as a CO several places, and they come in, they know nothing. They get locked up on something stupid. They might even have a fight, right? Um, they get locked up, they have a job, they have an apartment, they have responsibilities. Exactly. Well, they get that one phone call. And if they don't show up to their job and don't make the phone call to the job, you know, usually three days, no call, no show, you're fired. Right. Right. Or exactly. you get locked yep. up and they're not going to be understanding. Some of them are like, okay, you know, or you give some excuse or whatever. Maybe you have time to burn, but you don't have the bail money to get out. So you're in there. Exactly. Well, guess what happens to your job, right? Now you realize how stable you really are. Now, what happens to your apartment? What happens to your car if you're paying on it? Even if you're not paying on it? What happens to your things? What happens to your cell phone, your cable TV, your light, you know, your food that's in the refrigerator? What's going on? You left, you got a cat at home. He's hungry. Who's going to feed him? Mm -hmm. You know, um, Mm -hmm. you might have a mother that you're taking care of at home. Um, It's all kind of variables that come crashing down. When you when you get exactly. locked up that you don't think about when you make taking a risk and or just have something thrown at you that you had nothing to do with so you have to really be cool and minimize the impact when you see this type of thing coming again it's like when a boxer gets knocked out it's the blow that he didn't see coming when they come at mm-hmm. you you have to handle them because it can be really deadly when I drive my bus in the street oh, yeah. and I see these cop cars just going about their business. I say, you know what? If one of them wanted to pull their gun out and shoot me and kill me, they can do it and justify it with a well-written report. You understand? Well, Look at well, what, yeah, go ahead, well, brother. Yeah. Chime in on that one. Yeah. Well, well, see, and this is and this is the reason. This is the reason I say this is why we gotta 
approach being uh, encountered by the police a lot differently. Yeah. Like, if you can get in the air, if you can get out there that, hey, I'm, I'm complying with your with your demands under forced threat, duress, and coercion, all of their bullshit laws go out the window. Right. Right. And if, and if we got communities of people to go into court with you and, and, and stand on that, right, then things will change overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, but it starts with really reprogramming ourselves to stop thinking of the white man as any kind of authority. The white man has no authority over your life in truth. But in reality, yes, he does yeah. through the gun. Right. Right. And, and we system, have to realize, yeah. but it's through the gun. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Which means they're not legitimate. You, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they can't justify their use of force with anything else but force, right? Hmm. So where is their legitimacy? Where is their legitimacy when, okay, so the the Motor Carrier Safety Assistance Program is a federal grant that provides financial assistance, i.e. grants, to states to reduce the number of severity of crashes and hazardous material instances involving commercial motor vehicles. Now, if you're in your car going down the road from here to there, and if you're not engaged in business, you're not in a commercial motor vehicle. Mm-hmm. Your license, you only need a license for commercial motor vehicles. But this, but there's a, uh, a program that gives states money to enforce these traffic laws, mm-hmm. so to speak. Again, uh, there go impartiality and due process out the window. So there ain't no, there ain't no sense in going in there and um, trying to plead to anything, right? Mm-hmm. So this is this is the reason. This is the basis. That there's a reason I'm sharing certain information. Now I could share much more mm-hmm. to where um, you get a deeper understanding of how this came into being. But I'm just trying to make the most salient points mm-hmm. to people to where they can like chew on it, ruminate on it, and be like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to... Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. All we have, we have to get in our head that they, they are not authorities at all. Right. And when we do that, we can approach them as we should approach them, you know? We, we, we got to basically treat them like they're... Um, you know, you ever see those old mafia movies where you got the enforcers to go and shake people down? Right. 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 <laughs> for for uh, what do you call it, tribute money or whatever. <laughs> oh well, uh, you don't got you don't got the money. Well, uh, we can't ensure your safety. You know, we can't, <laughs> we can't ensure it. it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's what the government is. Right. Because you think about this, uh, I, I've seen memes on Facebook. Where uh, you know people who criticize the police, I read the comments and they say, "Well, you know, who you gonna call if you're in trouble, a crackhead?" Right? It's kind of a derivative of the whole, 
we can't ensure your safety type thing. Right, so, right. I know you can't ensure my safety because you that's never been your job. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, to but, protect um, you, sir, I, I who? Need to, um, get Not a us. Drink of water, but I would like to hear uh, if anybody wants to chime in on. What yeah, I sure. The lines are open, everybody. Um, new folks, so how are you? And again, I have been typing in the chat room because my colors are like off, and you wouldn't even see the letters on the actual screen. Um, King Wage, Ebony Eyes, Ebony Eyes. I haven't heard from you in a while. You had some great points. Anybody wants to call in? Call in eight 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 five seven five three seven six nine. The lines are open. Um, it's 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 some good stuff you're putting down here, man. Very informative, you know, and stuff we need to know. We can have fun on the show and do different things or whatever, but. When it comes down to it, we need to share information that impacts our lives, you know, and, and make some points and think about it and ponder these things because stuff is really getting real out here. I didn't know by October of 2020 that they're going to enforce a federal ID that's going to have facial recognition on it and you won't be able to use oh, the real ID, real ID act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Obama, uh, yeah. Obama helped to bring that in. Um, he did a lot of things that, you know, will kind of mess us up later on. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like you know I had a guest one time, many years ago, and and he drank a lot, and I was having a little get together, not a party per se, but it wasn't just like two or three people. It was about ten of us, twelve of us, which some people would say that's a party, but he didn't even have the respect to say, "Hey, man." You ran out of toilet paper in the bathroom, you know, which I did. We always keep a whole lot. So, you know, later on during the week, at the end of the week of the weekend, when I went into the hamper to pull out all the dirt, some of the dirty clothes that were in the bathroom, mainly towels and rags and bathroom stuff. I didn't know this guy took one of my towels, man, and had brown streaks all over it. You understand? Oh, now, no. Now, why did I bring that up? Well, you know, this Real ID Act is a brown streak that Barack Obama left on us, and we didn't know. You see what I mean? So we found out later on. Like, you know, yes, well, yes, B's Prime, Time Network, how are you? Thank you so much. But, um, that you know, sometimes we have people around us and we don't know, or situations around us, and we don't know what's coming down the line. So while we were bas- right. basically so happy we had a black president and he's going to do this stuff for us, you know, the things that popped up down the line, it's like, hey, wait a second. This guy left some brown streaks on our towels and we didn't know it. That's why the bathroom was stinking and I didn't know it. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, but you know what? Understood, um, I Ebony. was never do. Yes, yes. I was never. Hello? Yes, yes. We're here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was never duped by Barack Obama. And mm-hmm. I remember like when he first ran and, you know, but well, both times, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of what kind of made me suspicious is um, white people were coming to me with them, like they they were like yes, they were coming were. to me with them, and mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, why are you white people like? And mm-hmm. they were really kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you ever see um, what's that? There's a movie, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, or something like that, where uh, there's something that what is it, some kind of parasite, whatever, but they got to look, right? Mm-hmm. They were in a trance. They were in a trance when they were presenting Barack Obama to me. And I, <laughs> You're right. That right there, kind of like, eh, I don't know. And, um, you know, I was politically astute at that time anyway. So mm-hmm. 
I wasn't really feeling Barack Obama, but to our brothers and sisters that aren't politically astute, I mean, I understand how uh, he was duped. Right. Right. But now, see, now that he's out of office and we've seen that he didn't really materially do anything for Mm -hmm. the progress of black people as a whole, now you got some of us that's like starting to, wait a minute, huh? What? Right. What does what does a black president mean? Right. <laughs> what does it really mean? Right. Trojan yeah. horse. Like, so, like, if I was a president, I would end the drug war. And 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 he could have easily ended the drug war because the drug war is based off of um, an executive order from Nixon, mm-hmm. and and uh, presidents can overturn prior presidents' executive orders. So that's something that he could have easily done. And I've had black people tell me, well, uh, you know, the Republicans, is, uh, they, they blocking everything you're trying to do. The, the Republicans could not block the president nullifying a prior executive order. That's something that Barack Obama could have done. Mm-hmm. Materially beneficial for black people. That's right. right? But because a, a lot of us, most black people, I hate to say, are not politically astute. Most black people, I'm saying generally speaking, right. are politically ignorant. But mm-hmm. that's not the this or anything like that. It's just to say that this is our, our it's an assessment. state of being. Right. And they know this. They know this. So that's why they can distract us with foolishness and um, get over that way. That's just the way it is. Right. And, and like you're, we're starting to learn with the Democratic Party, right? You know, the Democratic uh, the Democratic Party was basically their backbone was the black community, mm-hmm. and, and they've taken us for granted. They they've been treating black people like side chicks for like forty years. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, they they have. They only they come around when they want like something. Exactly. Hey, you know, you get to call at two thirty in the morning. Hey, hey, baby, what you doing? You know, that's what the Democratic Party does mm-hmm. to, to, to black people, right? You coming now? I'm leaving the door cracked, baby. But don't stand exactly. me up. That type of... <laughs> I don't want that door open all night. Somebody else might slip in. <laughs> might not be yeah, a bad but, thing. Um, <laughs> I go off on tangents a bit, but I want to get back to the whole yeah. Barack Obama well, we thing. We good. Um, so. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he uh, did that little shit streak on his right. But, again, again <laughs> with the Real ID Act, what we got to remember, right, and we got to yes, constantly anchor ourselves to mm-hmm. this, is that everything that comes out of Congress only pertains to Washington, D.C., legally, lawfully, hmm. right? So if you're made to get a, a, a Real ID Act, Will still, you know, will still force you to, you know, don't just get it, get it under protest, right? Which is notifying them, hey, yeah, I got this real idea, but only because you know you told me to, right? Under forced threat, threat and coercion, right? Mm-hmm. See, if if most of us accept these things under forced threat, duress, and coercion, right? We have to expressly say, I'm no, I'm doing this because you're forcing me to, right? Because you remember, in their sense, like if you do it because they told you to, that legitimizes their authority. 
all right, we're the government. We told you you got to get a real ID. Okay, right? Then they, then you know, in their mind, it's like, well, we're, we're legitimate. We're the government, right? Mm-hmm. You see how it works? So, it, like, authority is supposed to precede the the law, right? Mm-hmm. But they got it kind of backwards. They're like, well, you know, we tell you to do something and you do it, but they don't have the underlying authority there anyway. But our problem is we don't understand that force and authority are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are primarily um, concerned with just staying alive. You ain't lying. Mm. Yeah, I, I, t- I tried to talk to a black girl about this type of stuff, and she was telling me that, um, you know, that she tell her son, you know, just do what the cops say, blah 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 blah, blah and all that. No, really, yeah. So, and, and I understand exactly where she's coming from, right. but I try to interject. I'm like, like, look, you're telling them right. But you, you got to get in their head to express that, yeah, I want to do what you're saying because you got a gun at me, right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right, right. We all have to take that mindset. We have to expressly tell them and, and get on record that we're doing what you're saying under forced threat, threat and coercion. It's not a good so feeling. What, what you want your son to do mm-hmm. is, is halfway right, right? You do what you you do if you're if you're behind enemy lines. You get captured. Right. You know that's not the time to you know put up a fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? But wrong time. But you know exactly. But um, you know, in a, in an actual war scenario, okay, we we both know I'm behind enemy lines. I'm captured under force, threat, duress, and coercion. We're behind enemy lines. And when we get captured, we have to make that known that we're we're, we're doing what you're saying under forced threat, duress, and coercion. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're we're not doing what you're saying because it's law. We're doing what you're saying because we got a gun to our face. Mm-hmm. Mm. A lot of great points are made in the chat room. Serious, and this gives me ideas for so many other shows we can focus in on. And I definitely want to do that. Um, there's so much to talk about. There's so much uh, things that we need to talk about that are very, very important. Whether we agree 100% with anything that anybody says, we need to talk about it. We need to be aware of right. it. And we can form our own opinions and viewpoints and perspectives, but at least the energy is flowing around it. Again, before we mm-hmm. even have a chance to dialogue with each other, there's so much shoved in our face on television. You know, we should be sitting here thinking about our future, thinking about our destiny. But, you know, Papa John's Pizza's pushed on the TV so much. KFC, oh this God. next reality TV show. And, um, you know, we get paid. We, 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 we're thinking about spending. You know, we, we're not circulating and supporting. You know, um, yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, but but we need to really, and we can, we can preach to the cows come home. So for me right now, I'm always going to talk. I'm always going to have these dialogues like this, whether some people feel it's popular or not or whatever. It's not about views or hits or popularity for me right now. I'm not 20 years old anymore. I'm 55 years old, man. So, like, you know, if a 20-year-old says, an 18-year-old says, in 20 years, you know, he's talking about 38. I say in 20 years, I'm 75. 
And I expect to be yes, kicking then too, but it's a whole different reality. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So 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 it's a whole different mindset when you get to this point, but it doesn't mean you're gonna enjoy life any less, and it doesn't mean that you cannot look forward to your best days ahead of you. There's a responsibility that we need to have to put everything out in the forefront. Again, like I said, growing up with parents and in a community where there were wonderful conversations, adult conversations, um, I absorbed a lot. And there were things that I didn't or couldn't comprehend at that point that I put away on the shelf, the mental shelf, and then later on, you know, I remembered it and I said, oh, this is why they said this and this and that. But so much is in my subconscious mind from that wonderful era when I came up as the civil rights movement was ending and coming down to an end, there were still lots of remnants. The spirit was in the people. Just because you cut the stove off doesn't mean it won't remain hot for a good time after. So I remember that. And as I got older, I said, wow, I'm going to have this when I get older. And as I got older, I saw it going away. It's like, wait a second. I felt so not stupid because it wasn't anything that I that I did, but I felt like the guy who showed up to the party too late and everybody's leaving out with their coats on. It's the party's over. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to hold people there. Come on, let's get one dance, put on one song. Y'all are walking out with plates of food, you know, the aluminum with, with, the, with the white cardboard top, and you got your coats on and cars are leaving and whatnot, and who's that pretty girl? I didn't get a chance to meet her. She's looking at me like, Negro, you came here too late. I would have loved to meet you, but I'm out. <laughs> and I'm standing there like, damn. Yeah. And I'm, I'm left there with the old granny who watched the coats in that one room, right? And so she's telling me, son, you done missed a good party. Now she's going to rub it in. So we got to keep things on the forefront and, and keep it relevant to us. Too many of us are concerned about it. everybody else. Why are we the helpers all the time? Why do we put ourselves exactly. in that position to brainstorm and to upset ourselves over what other concerns are of other communities, but they don't, they don't do the same for us. I mean, this is a legacy of servitude that we have. This is just a propensity exactly. to be, you know, that footstool. I'll be your footstool and help you over the wall. And we help everybody else over the wall while the killer dogs are coming. And while everybody else is up, we're reaching up for them to give us a hand. And the only hand they say or they give us is waving goodbye or giving the finger. And we're the ones that get beat up. Mm-hmm. But we're the first ones again and again. Front lines of the mm-hmm. wars, the protests for other people, climbing the Statue of Liberty for other people. But we won't do for our own selves. And how are they going to respect us when we don't do for ourselves? Everybody else is doing for themselves. We're the only ones protesting. Been here before everybody. Exactly. Built everything for everybody. And we're the ones protesting? They're never going to do right by us. So pull away. Pull away. Doing for self means defying this system. All right. Because it's this system that basically gives everybody else their standard of living mm-hmm. because this system is able to exploit the labor of black people specifically um that's why everybody else can live high on the hog of course so 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 for us do for self it, it goes well above and beyond um being economically secure because that's another thing 
that's another show I want to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. There's another show ideas that we can get to in the future mm-hmm. is the money system. Well, you know, the future for me is always a couple of days away. It's not like, well, in the future, four months okay. from now, or maybe eight months, maybe four in the more, Right, time. right. You know, you know me. If I'm free, and 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 I'm, I have a lot of time. But people think I don't because mm-hmm. I do a lot. But no, there's always time. I'm like, between bites, I'll mute myself and we'll go on live. I'll put a banner up or whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter, man. We yeah. got we got to push it with a sense of urgency. And and before anybody right. recuperates from one show, boom, here's another one. Boom, here's another article. Boom, here's another event or video, whatever. Just keep banging them with it. I have no time to sit here and, and act like, well, we're building something and I, I want to see how nice it is. It's not a matter of that, man. Whatever you got in you, you want to die empty. You don't want to die with all the great ideas inside you and words that you never said. You want to die empty. Mm-hmm. You want to die, ex- you know, I mean, why go to an orgy and say you're not going to have an orgasm? That's what it's all about. I want to die empty. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I go off like that sometimes. Hey, I, you know, I, I can relate, you know, but... Uh, I'm going to be very amusing if yeah, I have yeah. Alzheimer's. I'm in an old folks home. All of the nurses, all the people. Did you hear what he said? But What he did back in 1986? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, the only thing I'm really trying to build is the critical mass. Now, I know that there's a lot of us that will just, you know, I, I might as well be speaking Chinese, right? But if we build a critical mass to to respond in a certain way, to defy this system, every time we get dragged into court, we know that we're going to be sitting in there watching you. Right. 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 And uh, every time you see a police video, you're going to hear somebody say, okay, you got a gun to my face. All right. I'll get on the ground under threat. Right. Right. We need a critical mass. Right to where it changes that public dialogue. Now, everything I've discussed in this past well, hour and a half, two hours, mm-hmm. that, that's just the police. Right. You know, they, they, now, how to handle yourself in the court, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, but, I mean, they, they design these courts to be intimidating. Of course. Now, I, I, have no res- I have no respect for these courts. I've been held in contempt by these courts. I told them I don't have any respect for their courts. I, I directly told them, <laughs> right? No, seriously, I'm not. I'm not lying. I mean, I, I, oh, I know I'm you're not. Say that, to, um, because uh, you know it's a fraud. It's a fraud through and through. And when they drag us in the court, they know that all we want to do is get up out of there and get back to our life. Uh huh. Right, and so we're not we're not challenging jurisdiction, you know. We're not, you know, asking you know, what kind of due process. Uh, you know, we're not asking for things to put be put on the record. You know, we're not even asking for a trial at this point, right? Because they tell us, well, you know, if you want to take it to trial, then you know you can get this amount of time. Yeah. Right. All it is is an offer. As soon as they charge you with anything and that paperwork starts going to the court, the money machine has started. Mm-hmm. The courts operate as banks for municipalities. Tell them. The courts operate as municipal uh, as banks for municipalities. And here's how it works. Every case is, is bonded. 
it has a it, it's it's worth something right on the stock market. Mm-hmm. And when I was working with an attorney, I actually seen the 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 bond right, like the the paper, like that that's the actual money for for, and really that's that's the basis for all the money, right? Mm-hmm. So you get charged for something just like you get charged a bill at a restaurant, right? You know that that paper is that evidence of debt, right? Just like the court, those charges are the evidence of the debt. Mm-hmm. Now, the money don't exist, right? So if they say, well, you know, there's $5,000 of fines attached to this, right? That $5,000 is not in circulation. You are going to put that $5,000 in circulation performing on that bond, mm-hmm. right? Well, we're gonna put you on probation for 18 months, and uh, you know we're gonna give you time served. Yada yada yada, right? That is you uh, backing these bonds, right? But but to make this whole thing work, even they need your consent, right? So when they summon you to court, right? They say you need to appear in court on you know April 1st, 2000, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. There's two types of appearance. There's what's called a general appearance, which is come to court, nigga. Hey, nigga, uh, John Smith, huh? Yeah, that's a general appearance, right? You come there because the court told you to, and you're coming there um, under their jurisdiction, right? Right. That's the implication. A special appearance is if you go to court, you're saying, I'm here because you called me, but I'm not here to submit to this jurisdiction. I'm here to settle a matter. Right. Right. I'm here to, to that's, that's two totally different things, right? Now, uh, when I when I go to court, and I'm actually still hemmed up on this bullshit, but mm-hmm. when I go to court, this I make a special appearance. Now, the thing is, with a special appearance, um, you can challenge the court's presumption of personal jurisdiction. And, and it's the only time you can challenge the uh, court's personal jurisdiction. Now, you can challenge the court's subject matter jurisdiction at any time. Mm-hmm. But a court needs all three. Every court that's ever existed ever around the world universally needs three types of jurisdictions. One is subject matter. Do they even have the, the jurisdiction or the authority to speak and hear a trial on that matter, right? Mm-hmm. Two, territorial jurisdiction. If I get, if I commit a, a crime in France, uh, the United States can't try me for what I did in France. Or if I commit a crime in the United States, um, Mexico can't try me, right? Territorial, right? And the third is personal, and it kind of goes with territorial, which is jurisdiction over your actual person, right? Now, how I challenge personal jurisdiction is this, knowing that the state is a corporation and its headquarters is in a file cabinet in typically the capital city of a state, right? So, hello? Yeah, we're right here. It's okay, a good okay. meal, man. I'm quiet. Yeah, so, I'm, 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 I'm digesting okay. all this good information. So, for example, we're in Florida, right? The state of Florida, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. 
remember the state of Florida is a corporation. Now, if you remember that, you know that the land beneath your feet is not the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have to identify it. the portion of the earth surface known as the state of Florida, wow. right? I'm not saying I'm in the state of Florida, right? Right. Now, the state of Florida is located in Tallahassee, <laughs> in that Capitol building, in a file cabinet somewhere. I can't fit in a file cabinet, so um, how can you have jurisdiction over my person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm. That, that's, my, that's my train of logic, you know what I'm saying? Now, the thing is, if I had a critical mass of black people understanding this, I would just need two people to sit in the court with me. And while I make this, you know, um, right. rebuttal or, or um, challenge to their jurisdiction, and it'd be a lot harder for the court to hold me in contempt and lock me up, right? Because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Whenever they, whenever um, the court gets a sense of, you know, that, oh, he's not, he's not one of them, right? We're going to have to, he's going to give us trouble. When they get that sense from me, what they do is they make sure the court's cleared out to where it's just their people, and then they try to railroad me. Wow. Yeah. And this has happened to me twice. As a matter of fact, I was hemmed up in Georgia on, on an incident where I got a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. I went to court. I actually went to court, made my special um, uh, appearance. The prosecutor, and, and they always do this. <laughs> they call my name. I say in special appearance. They call it again in special appearance. The special appearance, right? Then the prosecutor goes up and talks to the judge. He's like, oh, I'll call this case for later. Now, what I should have done is just walk out of there saying, I've fulfilled my duty to appear in this court. I've made my special appearance. Now I'm I'm done, right, and right. walk out. That's what I should do, right? Right. But at the time, you know, it's like, okay, you know, they say, uh, all right, we're going to put his case to the side. Call everybody else's case. And then what the uh, judge did was put a bond on me. Now, mind you, I this is my first appearance, right? right. How the hell do I get a bond put on me? A bond for what? what? What did I do? You showed up? Not exactly. Well, I showed up in special appearance. The court wanted me to make a general appearance like everybody else. They know what I was doing by making a special appearance. See, but, but see, this is what I'm talking about. See, the technicality. You beat them to the punch. Well, it's not a technicality. This is their law, right? Right. But the thing is, they don't want to follow their law when it when it backfires on them, mm-hmm. right? Because this is okay. I say, like, look, this is a tw- uh, uh, federal rule of criminal procedure 12b6 um, uh, challenge to the court's presumption of personal jurisdiction. Right. Whenever I get at them like that, they have nothing. Right. They know that they're a fraud and they know that, hey, look, you know, um, this money machine started. Right. We got to get something out of this guy. Now, the thing is, it's a dangerous thing for one person because uh, 
they'll just say, you know what, um, we'll just liquidate this. You know, this is you know once you have uh, inventory that you don't that you can't make money off of, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You liquidate it, right? Mm-hmm. So I I put myself in the crosshairs on numerous occasions. So I'm not just running my mouth, right? And also too, you lose when you go in the court when you have the presence that you do. For those people who don't know, this is a tall brother with arms bigger than my thighs. And he's he's well-spoken, right? And so when they see this man who he's, hey, he's, he's, he's a mighty brother physically, but he's genteel. But they, they don't like that lethal combination. The fact that this guy is so intellectual, but they look at him, you know, like a slave on an auction block and say, oh my God, he can kick my backside. But you're, you're kicking their backside on an intellectual level and they know that you've got that other side hands down. And so you're standing there, then you, you, got, got, you, you have locks. That's even worse. <laughs> That's even worse. Yo, and I do it on purpose. I do it on purpose <laughs> to tell you the truth. Like, like, so, so some people say, oh, just because I'm a big black man, they treat me like, yeah, I, I I look this way for that purpose. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, like I said, projecting the fear back on them. Right, you know? right, right. That's right. That's right. It's because like I told you before, I've seen these people. I've worked with these people, and I've and I've looked in their eyes, and there's nothing. There's no heart, right? It's like, exactly. I can reach into their. I can reach into their chest like Kano and, and take their <laughs> take their heart out. Right? <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. And and you look like you can do it too. And so that's what bothers them. I mean, you know, I was on I was on, I was on a job on a break. And there's all this tension, you know, because most of my coworkers are big fans. They come on and listen to the shows, and they know how I think, and they know I don't play with them, and they know that there's no love in my heart for them. Not all of them, but most of them that have that attitude, and I can sift them a mile away. There was so- I had a cup of something that I put down to the table in front of me. This is a break. I don't usually go in the break room, but I had brushed it off and, you know, just brushed it a second, and... It started to fall. Well, my foot, the reaction, because my reflexes are real good, I stuck my foot out, kicked the cup up, some ice went flying, and I caught the cup. And everybody mm-hmm. scattered. Like, what the heck? What you think I'm doing to y'all? <laughs> this is the kind of tension? I'm trying to catch a cup from hitting the ground. I hit it up. I, what did you think? I pulled out a pistol and started shooting? This is how they will walk tough, but their reactions tell you a whole lot. People's reactions oh, to yeah, that's why they need actions. the guns. That's right. And see, that's the thing. That's another thing that we need to get our mm-hmm. mind wrapped around is that, yeah, they got the guns, but they need those guns. You need them because without them, what would they have? Exactly. Exactly. There's no there's no uh, a police academy or law enforcement academy or a cycle of steroids in a gym or special training or whatever to give them what we have naturally. That's why they want us to exactly, stay out of the sun. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why they, they don't the like only it thing, And that's why they call it a great equalizer. Right. That's the only way they can they can make us do what they say, right? That's right. That's right. And so this is why when you're eating good and you 
find yourself next to them in line at Whole Foods and they're looking down at your cart and saying, how does this nigga afford this stuff? Everything's gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, you know, and we know he's no spring chicken, but he does look bad for his age. You know, look at him. And it's, it's, you know, they want everything we have. Half the stuff you sell there comes from our region of the, of the planet anyway. The hell? We can't have our own stuff? We I've can't have anything. Before being in a, I've had that moment before being in a Whole Foods or, you know, getting the, the higher end. Because I like to eat healthy, too. King wage, exactly. Together. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> this is a, a shameless plug I'm putting in. But, oh, feel free. This yeah, is your I platform, grew, brother. <laughs> I grow microgreens. Are you, are you familiar with microgreens? Yes, very nutritious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, if you ever need some, brother oh, Serve, uh, I got you on that. Of course, and I, you know, if and if you can uh, spread the word, well, um, th- th- of course, I, I pretty much. Well, this is what I'm telling everybody. I'm gonna tell everybody what what I did re- on a regular basis. This is something unrelated, but I think it's um, I think it's uh, relevant. You know, I'm constantly under attack by Google. I'm constantly under attack. Forget the people who try to troll you and send you crazy text messages and, you know, just just crazy stuff. But Google, who owns YouTube, we know on the YouTube side that it's jacked up. They're always demonetizing a video that might make 19 cents. So I'm like, yeah, really? You're hurting me? You're really hurting me, right? Okay. <laughs> I'll throw $2 or something. Who cares? But on my actual website, shamelessplugglandscurve.com, I used to have Google ads. And the Google ads work the same way the YouTube ads work, you know, for YouTube, right? If, if you're exposed mm-hmm. to the ad, then um, revenue comes in. But it's not as much, but it was something. And it's another source. So... They would always find me in violation of their terms of service. If I had, you know, I do my little graphic uh, images and stuff for each show or an article. So if I'm speaking about how black women allow themselves to be degraded, some black women, not all, but some of them who, Mm -hmm. you know, just allow themselves to be degraded. And I have a woman, a black sister in the banner who has a fabulous shape, but she happens to be in a bathing suit. How is that obscene? When the white woman in the Spiegel catalog got the same, you know, thing on, and it's not obscene, or in the same ad, we, type know. ad is, we know because it's more desirable to the eye. It's more, you know, appetizing to a male who, who's out there, his eye, and they hate that. So now they're going to come against me, and they don't like the content. So you know what? I took all the Google ads off. I don't need it. And soon I'm taking and the, the YouTube ads off. Is a billion dollar industry. They're going to. Exactly. I'll ask you and harangue you for that. Right, right. You but know, see, but, but this is the thing. I want to have ads on there from people like yourself who do some very unique things, right? And business okay. ads and stuff. And um, I'm not charging anything. I'll even make the ad for cool. you. You send me photos. You oh, send wow. me this. You want me? And you know, like with the title that we came up with earlier, it came. It comes with the top of my head. I'm kind of creative that way with the placement and the coloring and how you want to come off. And so what? I'd rather have our ads on there for free with real people that I know, whether I know them face-to-face or not, you know, than these damn Google ads who they're going to harass me. Well, it's not family-friendly on your page. Well, the, yeah, exactly. America's not family-friendly, damn it. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> even folks who are watching this, Scurve Media, 
at gmail.com. That's my email address. Scurve without an E, S-C-U-R-V-M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com. And tell me, you know, if you want to put an ad up, and I'm going to make a special page to put all the ads, and maybe we'll put up different categories, but they will be on the front page. Now, if I have like 100 ads, I can't put it on the front page. I'll put everybody's on the front page for a time, and then I'll relegate every business ad to another dedicated business page of people who I deal with or people who want it, whether I dealt with you or not, will put those ads up there with a link back to your site. How about that? You see what I mean? How about that? Free. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll design the that's ads. What's up. I'll make it look nice. You tell me what you want to make it look nice. If you already have something, I'll use it already. If you have photos that you want in there or, or you know, your logo or whatever, and I'll put those things in and rearrange them. You send me those separate elements, and I'll make sure to put it up. We got to do what we got to do for each oh, other, great. whatever way. So send me, I'm, and I'm dead serious. Hold me to it. I, I definitely, yeah, I, I definitely will take you up on that offer. Plus, yeah, it, plus it makes will. my website look pretty. So we, it's a win-win situation. Cool. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. It's, there's no one wanting to talk. There's no one uh, on the no, line. No, the only like, person in the, in the, in the uh, on the line is Brother Fred. I just want to say that I see you out here, Brother Fred. Um, but, you know, yeah. yeah, he's here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Fred's chilling. You know, I looked up. I said, I don't see Fred, Fred, but I see him. <laughs> you know? All right. <laughs> How's everything, brother? Everything all right. You probably say this guy never stops. He did a show earlier and he did a show now. Talk to us. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just talking about in the court system. Uh, uh, I, I know all about that court system. I used to get a lot of speeding tickets and uh, I walk into the court. I never have a lawyer with me. I always say, uh, 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 trial by jury and they never call a jury. Hey, Brother Scurve, you remember when I talked to you before? I said, look, if we make it to where they have to work, right. it's diminishing returns on this. Right. And, and the brother understand that. You know, they don't want a trial. They don't want to have to, you know, because it costs money for them. If they had to try everybody for a speeding ticket, do you think that they could do it? No, they can't. So, I, I mean, I, my hat's off to you, brother. I, I mean, I've, I, I would have never thought it would have been that simple, but, um, <laughs> hey, it works, and I'm all for it. So, Wow. <laughs> brother Fred. <laughs> yeah, four, four years of doing that, then they changed it. One time I said, job by jury, they called the jury for me. What? <laughs> I said, what? They actually did oh, call yeah, the jury. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they changed yeah. yeah, they're waiting for you after that. They said this, this nigga's not going to get away well, with this. Well, we'll see. We'll see. At that point, at that point, what you need to do is understand what's going on, right? Now, if you say trial by jury, that means you really can't challenge the per- court's personal jurisdiction and stuff like that. But you could still challenge subject matter jurisdiction, uh, and you could challenge subject matter jurisdiction at any time during the case, even when the trial's over. You can challenge the. Like hey, fuck but... niggers. Fuck niggers. Okay, we got we got one of those. Fuck niggers. Hey, brother. Hello. Talk to us. He says fuck he, he says F U C K niggers. You didn't pay attention. Oh uh, well, to whatever. We got. And we're not gonna. We got not, a troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the trolls are fun sometimes. You know what I mean? 
Oh, yeah. 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 The sun is burning them up. They're the virus of the planet. They're the instigator of the whole planet. And let me just not give mm-hmm. any interruptions right now. Right? Um, locked. Th- their, their birth rate is so low. Um, genetic annihilation is looming over. And as much as is done to us, our birth rates are high. Even if some of us are living off of Cheetos and, you know, uh, a Kool-Aid. I'm not, now, that's not a racist mm-hmm. thing against myself. I'm just saying. Let's just have fun with the way they think. And they're dying. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Asians are taking them over. Latinos, as they call it, that, that artificial category. Black people are all over the world. They see the history put out on social media, and they say, oh, my God. You see, even they haven't been taught the true history, and when they see it and it comes together, there's no way out. They are the troublemakers mm. of the world, and they're doomed. Even by nature, they're doomed. We don't have to, exactly. we don't have to exactly. lift a finger, you know? I always say this. Right. I always say that there's only, there's only one group of people right. on the entire planet that's making everybody's life unnecessarily harder than it happens. Right. And we both know who those people are. Exactly. So, you know, they're going to rant yeah. and rave. Um, they're going to go and um, say little things like that. I mean, what really can they say? They're, they're, they're like in quicksand sinking, and their time is over. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? When people say stuff like that, you know, you, you trolls, you know, like, it, it's like a... It's like a grade schooler, you know. It's like, what, what do you say to a grade schooler? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. They're, they're, they're so below you in cognitive function. Right. You know, it's not even worth your time to go back and, and forth with a grade school. So that's why. But, but you see, the, you thing know, is I, that, I really, the thing is that, like, you know, everything natural on the planet is, um, the sun, the sun loves that. You know, um, we feed off of that. But, they're the only things that's not natural on the planet. That's what they burn up when they get in the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that that brother was able to do that. But he said he said they called the trial. But see, that's the thing. Me personally, because I don't see them legitimate, right? Um, I immediately go in challenging jurisdiction right. immediately, right? right? But the way I do it, see now so you've probably heard of like the Moors, right? And they're they're big into the whole legal thing, right? Right. You've heard about the Moors. Now somebody was like, Oh, are you one of those Moors science simple guys? I'm not. You know, but to tell you the truth, I have a lot of like what they're saying isn't wrong. It's just the wrong approach. Right. Me, I say, look, I recognize my status now, right? You can't go to the court as a black person without actual documents, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to claim a status, but but it but it's not proven on record. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's proven in your mind, right? And it may be true, right? But the thing is, I'm coming at it like this: Well, this court don't see me as a man, right? So, how can this court contract with me? Mm-hmm. If the court can't contract, there's no case. Case dismissed. See, it's, it's as simple as that. You don't gotta go to you know a whole bunch of statutes mm-hmm. and case law and stuff. Now, now I do, and I know where to go and I know how to right. use it. But that, that, my the, my basic 
plan of attack. They're saying, look, my status is that of property. The state is suing its own property. That's fraud. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I don't have any capacity to contract with you guys. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could take that route. But then if they say, well, you're not property, as soon as they say that, then I say, well, you know, I demand a trial in an Article Three court, right? Mm-hmm. I demand due process. Right? If I'm not property... So, you know, my whole objective is to get them in a paradox box. Right. To where whatever, whichever way they go, there's only one choice. <laughs> <laughs> and if everybody did that, your case. they would work the system so much. Go ahead, Fred. No, I was just saying, what he just said, they don't have one choice but to dismiss his case because they don't want to do exactly. all the work. Exactly, exactly. He understands. Fred understood exactly. That's right. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, we're here. We're just taking bites. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> so yeah, so so basically it's just called driving the price of business up. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. That's something that we can do. Like I I I'm hating the this whole I don't want to say I hate the Black Lives Matter movement or whatever, but these movements are designed mm-hmm. to elicit pity. We're trying to appeal to appeal to pity. Yeah. Look and at the very not, name. That's not, you know, Black Lives Matter. Of course we matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, exactly. But it's like Come we're on, asking, now, please, please, you know, Black Lives do matter. Black Lives no, no, no. All matter comes from black. Come on. <laughs> I like that. You know what I mean? I like so you, you, you're yeah. gonna say Black Lives Matter, like, like okay? But, but who we, like is, you said, who are we trying to appeal to? We need to walk like we exactly. know that. They're trying to appeal to the pity of people right now. That's not an effective uh, way of going about things, you know? Because you're putting the power all in their hands now. That right. Thing is, at this day, at this point in time, we have way more power than what we realize we have. And that's one of, and this is the reason why, you know, I stay on this subject, right? Because you know, this is one area to where, you know, we we can kind of really back them up. Mm-hmm. We we push the price of them, uh, we push the cost of them, you know, exploiting us up so high that right. it becomes diminishing returns, and then they, you know, they have to abandon that. So, so uh, we're not we're not helpless. We we got to stop um, coming at this in, in a helpless state, as if you know. And in the, if you look at at these uh, instances, people's reaction is like you know they don't. You can tell by how they're responding that uh, they've accepted their position as being subordinate. You know, and, and that's and, and that's a problem. That's where they want them to be. But no, nah, no, nah, we have to start taking control of things. And the thing is, once we realize that they have no legitimacy, they they're not operating law. Get the word law out your head. As long as white supremacy exists, and you live in the United States, so-called the United States of America, or the right. portion of the Earth's surface. Known as the United States of America or your <laughs> so-called state, uh-huh. 
right? As long as you live in that state of existence, get the word law out your head mm-hmm. as a black person. Indeed. Chew on that. Yeah, chew on that. There is no <laughs> law. There, there's law, but you know they don't. That no. For for all intents and purposes, when we talk about interacting with police in the courts, there is no law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me read you something else. <clears throat> Again, it goes back to we live in us living in a corporation. So this is from a book. No, I, I bring receipts. Like I said, I don't. I don't just just spit what I heard and spit what sounds provocative, that sounds smart. No, no, no. I, I got receipts for what I do. This is from a book called Municipal Government in North Carolina. The city as a municipal corporation. In law, a city is a municipal corporation. Under the law, a corporation is a person, an artificial one to be sure, an entity separate from its owners. In this respect, a municipal corporation is no different from a business corporation. There it is right there. Mm-hmm. Your city is a corporation. Your towns, your counties are corporations. So, again, if there's a corporation, where, where's the source of their authority? It ain't those guys with guns. See, this is the thing. That, always go back. This is your anchor. This is this got to be our anchor. I always go back to that, no matter what they say, mm-hmm. right? Well, he wasn't complying. Well, you know, it's the law. Or, uh, so, what do you mean? We don't need no cops? Uh, you know, all of, those, all of those arguments, it really don't matter, mm-hmm. right? If you understand what is. I had a, I had a black judge. <laughs> this is a black judge. When I actually was challenging the subject matter jurisdiction of the court, this black judge tells me, he's like, um, he says something to the effect of that that the the laws, the traffic laws, are designed to keep people safe. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Designed to keep okay, bank no, accounts safe. The data don't show that. The mm-hmm. data don't show that. The data don't show that, right? And I already know that, no, it's not true. And I already know that, uh, well, if that's the case, then why is it a commercial crime? Think about it. Mm -hmm. If they say that these police are necessary and we need these police uh, riding around in black neighborhoods, harassing niggas and hemming them up for bullshit, we need this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it's the law. Right. Well, why is the law? Why is it under commercial law? Right. If it's if the purpose of law is to keep order, why is it under commercial law? Why is it? Why is it always got to deal with commerce? Mm-hmm. Because it goes back to our status still being property, and this is basically we are the money of the United States. Without the right. United States' ability to exploit our labor. The United States could not live on this long ass credit line that it's on. There you go. But see, you know, it's just like the so called 
uh, uh, Masons, the white Masons. The secret is us. We are the secret. You know, it's. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, we, we are the secret. They act mm-hmm. they parade around like they know something that we don't know, and we're distracted. And even the black Masons haven't a clue. But the white ones, they, they keep separate. They study our history. They know who we are. They know who we are on this planet, on this dimension. They know our power. And this mm-hmm. is why they have to work hard to keep us knocked in the head in the West. <laughs> Haram Abif. Yeah. <laughs> That's us. They I study heard, us. Uh, now, this is just, this is just hearsay. Now, you know, I, I, I bring receipts with everything I have, but this is hearsay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, a guy told me whose father was a Mason. He was a black guy whose father was a Mason. He told him that when they get to the higher echelon, like the 33rd degree or whatever, mm-hmm. they bring them there. I don't know how true this is, but this is what was told to me, that they bring them into a, a building. Uh, um, they bring them down into a basement, actually, where it's candles and stuff lit, and there's an old black man chained up. Mm-hmm. And then they have the uh, the person with a blindfold on, and they turn the person around and take the blindfold off, and they say, "This is your father." Mm. I heard that yeah. too. Now I don't know. I you, heard that too. Heard that? Oh yeah. Oh okay. I heard. Yeah, that yeah. Too. So yep. yeah. So I, like I said, I don't know how true this is because I've never been a Mason. Mm-hmm. But um. I mean, if you've heard it, there might, there has to be something to it. Well, you know what? If um, the bottom line, that's what happens, because I heard that several times from different people who don't even know each other from different times, because for a time, I think it was back in 89, there were people observing me, and they stepped to me to come into it. And um, mm-hmm. I was about to get into it. I was young. I didn't know what was going on. Um, but I backed out. What I saw, I didn't like. The individuals that didn't have it, any moral uprightness, the way it was portrayed. Now people go against it. And I'm not judging whatever. I just didn't get the feeling that it was something I needed to be into. The things that I saw mm-hmm. around, and you know, I pick up things in people's spirit. And um, my thing is, you know, you give out turkeys, you have dances, you support righteous causes on the outside and surface, but you know, the the the, the true creator doesn't have secrets. You can look around. And everything is there. Exactly. We can study exactly. science, which is the study of the creator's creation, and it tells us something. There are no secrets. Mm-hmm. So you want to right. portray to be something that you're not and put your badges on your vehicle and act all mysterious and whatnot, but you put your pants on the same way I do. You know, you can't mm-hmm. tell the moment of your transition your transition any more than I can. You know, and, and what secret do you have? What good is it if it's a secret? Yeah, you may give another person a job who is in the same order that you're in or uh, give them a deal on a car or, you know, whatever, but you keep it. I mean, what is it What is it doing for me? Exactly. Because you know what? The, it, it rains everywhere on the planet. Rain drops. It doesn't say exactly. just rain on the people who don't know the secret or who know the secret, whatever. You know, it's the same air, the soil, grow my plants, I put a hard day work in, I'm going to eat. No matter who the president is, right. I'm going to eat. No matter what uh, secret mm-hmm. society I'm in, I'm going to eat. I believe in myself. Mm-hmm. The secret's inside of me. And I am the secret. Exactly. I'm the sugar, honey, iced tea yeah. that you're going on. And if that is true, what they do, 
and they say, you know, he is your father. Trust me, I know there's an ambulance outside of that uh, uh, Masonic Lodge waiting because when they find out that we're the father of everything, they're going to keel over and die. And that's why they resent oh, us. Oh, yeah. And that's why they want to, they live in dysfunctional families and they beat their fathers. They, 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 they you know, so. They kill their parents. Exactly. You know, honor, honor yeah. your father and thy mother and your mother, right? So we're the fathers and mothers, but they don't honor us. You see, mm -mm. they do everything because of that rebellious little kid whose time is over. Time to go to bed, buddy. Mm -hmm. You had your time. Time to go to bed. It's time for the adults yep. to step forward now. Genetic annihilation. Your numbers are down. You can't. You can't hide it. You're not going to broadcast it now, right? What is that way? But it's out. We know it now. The things you try to keep mm -hmm. in secret, we know. We know we are that secret, and we know what you try to hide and try to front like you're the sugar honey iced tea. This is why in your movies, in your media, you want to portray yourself as the authority and use all the psychological tricks, but it's not stopping us from from from, from taking our rightful place. How about that? Exactly. That, that, exactly. that, we, that we have a brother like Brother Keston who can go out in the country and go up in the mountains and meditate and come back with certain perspectives that... They scramble to try to learn in a book if it's even written in a book. I'm into the deep meditation. I'm into detaching myself from this plane. I'm not talking about suicide. I'm talking about the meditation mm -hmm. and, and the mastery Astral of my body projected. at this age by rejecting their poisons, rejecting their food, rejecting what they want to put in my mind. I'm, I'm physically tired right now. You know, I, I admit that. But my energy isn't. My passion isn't. Mm -hmm. We're going to run this thing until the wheels roll off. And if we all had yeah. that attitude, yeah. this world would change immediately. Exactly. But a lot of us want to take these shortcuts. Ain't no shortcuts. And a lot of us, and a lot of us want what the world has to offer. It's like I've been offered to be a Mason from white Masons. Right, right. Right. And uh, I, I'm like, eh, nah, I'm cool. But like, if we're the secret, what are they offering us for? They studying us, exactly. but we gotta go to them. Exactly. What the hell is that? Exactly. You studying what we are? All I gotta do is know myself and know who I am, and know the greatness that's inside mm -hmm. of me. Nobody taught me how to draw. I came out and looked at something and put it down on a piece of paper. I came out of the mm -hmm. womb with this. Little talents that we uh -huh. have and things we have that we can, but they don't want the parts fitting together. You see? See, it's it's in us. And that's that's a perfect way to put it. They don't want the parts fitting together because the information's out there. Everything that the Masons study and these higher order societies study, yes, new funk. Uh, it's, it's it's based on ancient African, primarily African uh, philosophy. Mm -hmm. But they're not they're not going to tell you about the Dogon, right? Uh, mythology, uh, cosmetology, and uh, mythology. They're not going to tell you about these uh, ancient kinetic sciences, right? That the whole, um, what do you call it, the Gnosticism is based mm -hmm. off of. They're not going to tell you about that. Well, you know what? But the information's out there. Right. But but it's out there for those who can get it in a digital way. And I don't mean digital like on a computer. But we're analog. We're seamless. We are smooth. We are fluid. It's contained with, within us. You see, you can take a digital snapshot of a waterfall, but that digital snapshot can't tell you the sensation of water 
as it runs between your toes, as it splashes you, how it feels under the sun. You see? There's certain things you can't get that way. They're after the fact. We are the fact. And when you know this, and I mean you truly know this, you walk with a righteous arrogance. They have their decadent arrogance, and you you walk with a righteous arrogance, and it shouldn't be arrogance, but in a world that's trying to hold you down and keep you back and keep you ignorant when you know what you know what you know, and you walk tall in that, you can stop a crowd. You cross the street, and every car looking at you so hard, the light turns green for them, and nobody moves because they forgot how caught up they are looking at you. <laughs> I pick up on all yeah, these things. Uh, Don't even know who you are. Look at that nigga the way he walks. He knows something. What does he know? I get it from the people closest to me. Oh, you think you know everything, right? And, and this is the reason I kind of stopped. But we are kinda, everything. Uh, well, yeah. But I don't I don't know everything. And the thing is, for me, right. education isn't about – education never stops. Oh, but but oh, let me let me just correct myself. When I say we are everything, we just don't wake up and know everything. Yes, you must. Right. You must study. You must raise your vibration. You must raise what you know and come to certain realizations. But the potential for us who are not caught up in the decadence, we will go higher. We will go higher. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Look, look, look. If everybody in your family was as tall as you are. And you have another white family or a Korean family, uh, and they live down the block, and you all the kids are in gym class. Who you think is going to get picked for the basketball team? Nobody's short. And all the other brothers and sisters you have, nieces and nephews, they coming out tall. They know it's in your DNA for your family to be tall. They, it's not even just a tall thing. I'm talking about our spiritual awareness. Let me tell you something. I work an 11-hour workday, sitting on the bus, mm -hmm. Staring at I, a cat runs out. I got to be able to. I'm like Bruce Lee with this thing, right? But I make that time go by, and it feels only like an hour and a half. I meditate so deep. I focus so deep at the red light. I'm taking notes. I'm doing this. I'm, my mind is. I'm color coordinating graphics by looking at the billboards, what they put up. I'm out there, and I look around. Blink. I say, man, look at this. It's time to bring the bus back to the base. It only feels like a maybe 45 minutes to an hour and a half of wear and tear on me. Spirits coming near me in the form of people walking past you with their attitudes, with their hang-ups. Even when they don't project it on you, you feel what's inside of them. And you kind of spiritually lean back and let it pass you by. You can try to punch me as hard yeah. as you want. If you miss me by a mile... Or you missed me by a quarter of an inch. You missed me. So now I'm playing yeah. dodgeball with these spirits. And I have the racists when that ones that get on. And they see something about me. I'm not saying I'm the strongest. But I've been through a lot of crap. And you're not going to get me caught up in that. I've, I master you, devil. I see them all the time. There's one lady who is a, is a, is like a, is like a, 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 a permit patty. She gets on my bus. Hello. She's in a in a scooter. Oh, She's real fat, a big donut eating, dairy consuming, sh too much sugar in the coffee with creamer type stuff, and she's bloated. She's she's obese, and she's sitting in the scooter, and she stinks, and she's she's got a thing for me. 
I don't mean a thing like, you know, me and Mrs. Jones, we got a thing going on. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about I'm an unconquerable nigga to her. When she sits there, she she mm -hmm. stares up at me and tries to figure me out. Oh, you celebrating Christmas this year? What is Christmas? <laughs> you know what I mean? I give a little funny answers right on back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she she knows I'm different. So she's trying to hear every little word I say if somebody gets on the bus. And so when she when she tried to throw something at me and I gave her a slick answer and she said, Oh, you're one of those. I said, Yes, I am. You probably haven't met many of my kind as much, and I know who you are, and you are one of those. I've been dealing with you all my life, and I've been reading about you in the history books, and I know how to handle you, and you need to stay in your place because there's no competition right. here on a mental, spiritual, or physical level. Yes, I'm one of those. It's my responsibility to make more of me. She shut up. She shut up. And well, now she well, keeps up. You know, you know, it, 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 these spirits. And I told her, I said, I've been dealing with you all my life. <laughs> I'm still here. She looks older than me, but she's probably half my age. <laughs> well, and that's what she don't like. Mm. But, but see, that's the thing. It's like, even though I don't really have any money, I don't really have, you know, I don't. I'm just you don't regular need their money. Guy, just right? enough to navigate the system uh, for the time that you're in it. But in your mind, look, look you, you what you have inside of you is worth more than the money, any money that they can give you. But they do hold us right, right. a but see, time. The, way, the reason I'm saying this is yeah. because um, I, I don't worry about a lot of the things that a lot of people worry about, especially white people, right? If a white person woke up with my same status, even being white, they would kill themselves. Right, because they don't have the access to the resources. Right, right, that they're normally used to. Like they, they need this huge system to survive. They do. They can't. They can't in a natural world. Like they're not about being in harmony. They can't be in harmony with everything because in their mind, they'll be phased out. Exactly. Or yeah. So that's why they have to. Uh, always go for the dominant. They can't. They can't live and coexist. They have to control. Right. Right. But see, but see the thing is, people like me and you, we, we're we're content with controlling our own realm. Right. Like that's the thing. I don't want control over somebody else. That's just <laughs> way too much work. Yeah. You know, as long as I can control my own realm without any kind of outside influence, right? That's freedom. I submit to the most high. Like that's the when we talk about freedom, it's a scary proposition. When if people understood what freedom actually truly is, most people wouldn't want it. And, and, we, and we know this the what the way people um, act today. It's it's see it's, freedom. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. True freedom, you have to take 100% culpability, responsibility, and liability for all of your actions. That's right. And, but the thing is, we're in a system to where you can kind of offset liabilities and then uh, externalize them on somebody or something else. And that somebody or something else in this society is black people, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly. Mm-hmm. 
Like the cost of doing business, all charges to black people, right? The cost of your mistakes, charges to black people, right? So this country has never been about freedom, exactly. even for white people, even for white people, even white people. They most white people don't know what freedom. I would I would even go as far as to say white people don't know what freedom is. <laughs> they right? say because, it, but they don't know it. And you know what? Because what they're trapped. Because what? Because if they did, they would have just came and and developed their. Actually, they would have just developed their own nation themselves. They would have developed all the European nations themselves. They wouldn't have had to get outside labor, right? And they call us lazy. Because here's here's a here's a funny thing. Here's a funny thing. Let me pose this to you, and it sounds crazy, but I know you understand what I'm saying. But to enslave somebody, um, you're kind of enslaving yourself. Of course. You're not free if you have a slave. I understand. You see what I'm saying? Because because you've actually killed off your potential for any greatness because you're sucking from somebody else. And in essence, you're making yourself weak. Exactly. Hey, look, <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, look, you're, you're look. And look at it. It's, it's one minute to four in the morning, and we vibing on a level, and I picked it up. I mean, I know this. I mean, you, you said it, and I know oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, a lot it's, of people wouldn't understand what I'm saying. Right. But you, you, you hit it on the head perfectly. You hit it on the head perfectly. You know, like, if I have a slave, right, and this slave is doing everything I'm saying, I'm not living my potential, right? And on top of that, um, I'm not taking 100% accountability of my life, which means... Right. If that slave wasn't there, then what would I do? Exactly. Back in the day, whenever um, the slaves, well, I'm going to stop saying the slaves, and I had to train myself. But I, know what you, I know what you mean, though. I don't know if brother cut off. Yeah, he's calling back. I knew it. <laughs> Let me just add him back in. Add him right back in. Okay, here we go. All right. Yeah, sorry let's, about that. Let's just get some sound checks across the board. Um, I know Fred is still in the uh, conference line. Let me just hear you, Fred. Let me hear your voice. I already just heard you, uh, Brother Abraham. Let me just get a one, two, three from Fred. Whatever you can, just just chime in. Whatever you can, Fred. And um, let me hear you talk right now because um, we're good. Go ahead, Abraham. Oh, yeah, so... Yeah, so what I'm saying is uh, whenever um, enslaved our ancestors were you know, so-called freed, these plantations went to ruin. They they went to ruin, mm -hmm. right, because they weren't, you know, these people weren't used to actually working and tilling the land. And as a matter of fact, shortly after uh, chattel slavery, who had all the, the skills? Now, this is the reason for Jim Crow. Right, it's to again balance the tables in their favor. You think about it. So if you have a whole bunch of freed, newly freed slaves, so to speak, enslaved people, they have all these skills. These are the people who can work in fields. They can build houses. They can work metal. They can do this. They can. Mm -hmm. You have all the skills. Mm -hmm. We can drop bombs. And so, huh? We can drop bombs from big planes. 
I'm just I'm being, well, I'm being well, sarcastic. Well, back then. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. being sarcastic, basically saying we're in every area of mastery and expertise. We're everywhere. Right, right. but see, you know that had to be checked, and that, in the, in that, um, the wealth from that had to be refunneled back to white people. That's why you've seen all the, you know, all uh, no dogs and niggers allowed. You know, you can't be employed right. here. Because because they couldn't compete with what we had. Now now we're at a point in history, we've been so degraded to where not many of us have those skills like um, readily available. I mean, it's still in us. Like black people were were incredibly adaptive people. We are incredibly adaptive, like the yeah. most adaptive people on the planet. Exactly. And if we learn something, we'll just take it to the nth degree, right? Right. And they so sit there fascinated watching us. <laughs> Aren't they these what? niggas something? Look what they did. They're creative. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's take their ideas yeah. and kill them. And we'll, we'll, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, we'll make but, it our own. Going back to, yeah. Yeah. But going back to the point, mm-hmm. you know, like you understand. Right. And I, it's refreshing for people to understand, like, even if you have a slave, you're not free. It's You're not. So, you depended on the slave. So the thing is, freedom is a very, very scary idea. But they, but uh, somehow, some way, um, people say, "Oh, freedom, American land of the free." Oh, no, it's not. You know, mm-hmm. do you even know what freedom is? Right. And most people don't. And and those that do, very few will even want it. Fewer than that would even want it if they right. did know it was. They're too lazy. They're too lazy for it. I mean, me, I'm counting down. I already know. I, that's all I'll say. You know, my plan is in effect. And um, I, that's why I'm a happy camper now. I'm not mad at anything because I know. You know, I, I know my, what my release date is. <laughs> I'm just being funny, but I'm, I'm saying some truth here. So I'm I'm getting right. ready for that time. And I already know. And, 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 you know, I pray. I'm not wasting too much energy, but I pray. That the system collapses, and many of us will realize. Oh, many is. of us will realize that then we'll be truly free, and then we'll be forced to not depend on the illusion of his uh, supremacy over us, where we don't think much of ourselves, but we'll be put back in a situation, just as it was back in segregation, where we were doing better for ourselves, and we stood on our own two feet more so. And they, they didn't like that because the momentum and trajectory would overtake theirs. All that nigga talent piled up in one city. We got to drop bombs on them. You see what I mean? They don't want us to understand the beauty of who we are and the power of who we are. Once we start to get into that and we separate, that's why when you separate from their filth, they get scared. Don't be on a job and don't come to the corporate parties or the get-togethers and gatherings or don't mix up at a water cooler or gather with them cheesing wanting to get in on the crowd as though they have the answer no i'm reading a book i'm staying away i'm doing my job and hitting the gate and if i have idle time and nowhere to go i'm going in the handicap stall in the bathroom and sit there and read a book i don't want to be around you i'd rather be around where they're they going doo-doo then they go and sit there and look at their face and smell their stink breath and have their eyes on me, envious of me. How old did he say he was again? 
He didn't say 55. God damn, I'm, I'm gray. I got a pot belly. My penis doesn't work. And I'm 38 years old. And this guy's walking with his toes like a damn kangaroo. I heard he doesn't eat meat. He sits all night with these hate blogs, doing these things, talking about us. It's not that I'm just talking about you and focusing on you, white man. I'm talking about brothers and sisters. We're empowering ourselves. We're slowly taking the chains off by discussion. It's like the muriatic acid that you use to clean off the bricks. We're getting ourselves ready for that joyous time that we're bringing in. We're not waiting for you and your, the, the, the person you say is going to come through the clouds to give it to us because that, that, that's weakness right there. It's us that's going to bring this about. Exactly. You just don't want us to realize. How many times have you walked around broke or thinking you're broke and you're sitting there, man, I can't do this, I'm broke. And you go to do the laundry with your broke-minded self and pull out $100 that was always there. We need to pull out that $100 bill symbolically that's always there within us. We have it. And they're looking at, it, at us hoping we drop it. Let's hope they drop it. We'll take it and we'll use it for ourselves. No, we can't drop this. It's nothing that can be detached from us. So they want to keep our physical eyes looking at everything else. And I want to get that white man car. Oh, yeah, I want to, I want, I want his woman. I want his status. Come on. You don't want none of that. That's not freedom. And he's going to keep you running on his wheel. And you'll never get it. That little wheel that turns and the rabbit's on the wheel running. And he sees the carrot. And he knows I'm running hard as can be. I'm going to get this very soon. There's no way you can keep that carrot from me. And he doesn't realize what he's walking on. Take your time when the slave master's not looking and keep jump off the, tread, the, 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 the wheel. Keep it turning so he hears it moving. And reach over and get that carrot. And even be, be, until you, you break out, jump back on the wheel and keep running. He's like, God damn, where'd the carrot go? And you sit there, I don't know. You chewing. You see what I mean? That's what you got to do. Yeah. What's up, Marvin? <laughs> but go ahead, man. And we're going to maybe wrap it down in maybe 15 more minutes because I, I just had got a text a little earlier. I got to do something a little early, but we're going to keep going in on these topics, man. And I want you to bring it down. Take your time. But bring it down. Nice oh, yeah, and yeah. And, uh, this is just the surface. Right. Oh, definitely. We know. We know. Yeah. But we're digging deep. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, it, we'll we'll definitely do this again because um, right. uh, I prepared to to go go all in with the receipt, but you know this is surface level, and you know people gotta digest this stuff right in small bites. You know you can't just put a whole steak in your mouth and, and right. swallow it down. But, you know, but, you but gotta... see, this is a right. This is the righteous hustle because you're righteously putting something out there, and this is the down payment. On your style and personality, so people can know you. You know what I mean. And, and right. righteously, right. you're like that Chinaman at the mall, who's giving out a piece of uh, uh, sesame chicken on a toothpick, just to give the people yeah, a taste, yeah. so they keep coming back. But see, you're really giving something. They're trying to get people to come back and buy. And if there's supposed to be 20 pieces of chicken in that box, you think, oh, he gave me something, and now I'm buying something. If it's supposed to be 20, there's only 19. Dumb nigga not gonna get extra piece from me. I deducted from what he buy. You see, so <laughs> that's how they do. Yeah. And they smiling yeah, at you yeah. too. They might even pop two pieces in their mouth before they sell it. He gonna pay for my food. <laughs> Ten we niggas in line. On the, on the line. 
Exactly. No, that's me. That's, that's me, Fred. Yeah, yeah, Fred, brother Fred. I know. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to be stupid every now and then during the show. You know. But yeah, man. Um, I want you to break down, and l- the people who really, you know, listen to what you said tonight, and those in the future who will do so, no matter what the platform is. And I've been multitasking over here too, because you know I'm heavy into distribution beyond YouTube. And if they shut this down, there's other places too. Um, I want people to leave their comments. I want them to, whether they agree or not, express it. And, um, you know, ask for Brother Abraham X to talk about in depth what aspects of this that you want him to do. You know, and again, you know, this is going to go on and float on and float out. (laughs) That's a wonderful thing. And let it bounce back. If people want to dispute it, Dispute this on a level, uh, intellectual level. Not some old, I heard my uncle, you know, Rusty and Kirby over there, they were telling this and telling this on some jailhouse lawyer. Bring the facts. Bring the facts. Right. You know, and, and I appreciate you, brother. And also, like I always say, September 15th, we have an event coming up. Um, Totally free. Food. It'll be live streamed. It'll be here in Orlando, Florida at Three Masks uh, Incorporated. And that's where we last saw each other brother abraham and also i'll say this um this saturday is what the last saturday of the month and you know you know brother tim always allows vendors you know there for free there's going to be a food contest and we're going to cook up some food and we're going to be selling some food down there i'm going to live stream mrs scurve is going to come out with some vegan dishes that she's going to have samples of and that she's going to have for sale very affordable we're doing thank you so much judah much appreciated. We put the work in, and I'm always going to put the work in. You'll never see me drive past you in a Bentley with rims and two blondes in there with me. I'd rather be here with my beautiful queen in the master bedroom sleeping, and I'm up, you know, digging my toes every now and then, doing a show and bringing people on, and we put the work in. Look at the tracks in history on YouTube and online, and I don't say Google the name for bragging rights, but just put Lance Curve in the Google box and knock yourself out. We put the work in, and it's more about the work than trying to be famous or for the views or popularity. Look, I know a lot of women out here that would gladly come and stand behind me and twerk as I talk, and I get a gazillion hits. So what? I don't want that. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, it's about leaving something meaningful, and I do appreciate um, the donations and the help because, listen, there's a lot of upkeep over here, and, and Brother Abraham, when you when, when the next time when you can, come over, and you'll see what we're doing here. You know what I mean? And um, this is well, not I'll a... be at the three mask. Huh? I'll be at the three mask that's coming up Saturday. You'll be there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. We're going to get you some food. We're going to get you on the camera. We're going to videotape you, and um, we're going to get people to know you. You know what I mean? Okay. And so, so we want to get that vibe back and forth. I don't know if you have an email address where people can reach you directly, and if you don't or have anything right now, um, get something together because I want people to reach you directly. I'm not here to block anybody from talking to anybody. It's about the whole communal feel, even if we are physically are distant from each other. Just like with the event on the 15th of September, I'm taking all this. Um, let me see if I can get a shot. All, all of this stuff and all that you don't see. You know, Brother Kess is going to bring his pickup truck. We're going to gut the studio out and bring everything over there. And get some more stuff so that we can, you know, get people in on the mic live and talk and you will be there. I'll make sure of that. 
You understand? So that's a good thing. And um, we're going to put the work in. If we weren't doing this show tonight, I was going to go downtown and talk to more people live. A lot of folks like that, that, that street feel, that spontaneity and stuff like that. So we're going to run it to the wheels roll off. And like I said, this is working 11 hour days and maybe some other gigs that we have. Could you imagine when brother Skurve retires and I have nothing else to do but do this? Oh, I'm going to be a thorn in their side. And as far as the September 15th event, media, I know you'll watch us and listen to us talk. You have these other little podcasts, little things you support, and these other little coons that you put in your articles. But you know, not because of me now. I'm saying because of all of us collectively, you know that this is the real deal. And you listen. And I have agents in my life. Not close, but they circle around. And I'm realizing how close they've been swooping. And if one don't call, hey, what's going on? Another one calls. But nothing is produced from their proximity to me. And I'm watching them hard. I'm like, whoa, all these years I was fooled? But you produce nothing. Politics is not my thing. I understand the political uh, uh, posturing and what we must do to a point. But ultimately, it's not. It's us coming together. And all of these different communities reaching out to a point. They want to keep, keep an ear to the ground on what we're doing. So my message to the press and the media, you don't pay us no mind normally. You don't come around in our community to say anything good. You want to demonize Pine Hills where I live and you want to call it Crime Hills because we got regular hardworking people here. Don't come to the event. If you do, you announce your presence because if you show up, on the cameras on the live stream, I'm gonna blow you up. What does he mean by mm. blow us up? Does he have bombs up in there? Do I mean <laughs> that? You know street language. I'm gonna yeah. blow you up and blow up your identity in front of everybody. And why are you here? So be smart and send a black agent that may slip past enemy lines. Well, you know what? I might have to see everybody's <laughs> ID. I might I might have to check ID. We might have to frisk you. You understand? And don't think you'll come in and hold a phone up. It's got to come through this live stream. Only the brothers and sisters that we know that are in. So we're going to have fun with them. And I'm going to be watching you like the Korean man in the Korean store when they watch us try to shop, which we shouldn't even be there anyway. You understand? So my thing is be real. When we're doing something to uplift ourselves, here you come around. Hmm, let's see. And then you want to pay off your little criminals to come around, those of us who are coons who will be there for sale and, and, and to cause disruption and to cause division. Because, I mean, look, and, and thank you so much, Real Spoken Poetry 50. Thank you so much for the, that wonderful comment. It's encouraging. We feed off of each other's energy. Your comments feed me with energy, and I say, okay, boom, I got to do some more. And that's what it's all about. Even the white trolls stay up to listen to the show. They take the time to call and let me see their real number. I might just have to go, you know, uh, I'm not going to go to the gay bar because I want to go to the gay bar, but I may have to go in the gay bar and use the bathroom and put that number up on the bathroom wall. <laughs> and I'll live stream it now. I'll live stream it so people can see that I'm not going in there for nothing else. So when the rumors start... You know, look, that's what I did. 
You know, so may he get all the calls. But I don't have to go in there and do that. I know the different rooms to drop it in. And I do have a couple of friends who are in those communities. It's like, oh, listen, when you were locked up, I'll give you some extra food, man. Do this. You go in there, you go in there anyway, and you're probably going to stay in the bathroom in the stall and make money. Put this up on the wall. We're going to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Right? But, yeah, it's very necessary. When we have something, and I got a message earlier on Facebook from a dummy profile and I'm going to have to run those numbers and, and really see where the IP address it came, came from um, and who it is, because I know it's somebody that, that, that knows me really good and probably disgruntled to the fact that we're still doing stuff consistent. Many years ago, we had many people around us at blog talk radio and in the budding phases of how it developed, and they acted friendly, but they were just there to disrupt. And there was a time when I was trying to please everybody and we had our decadent shows. We spoke very graphic and used a lot of curses and stuff. And that really wasn't me. But it's like, okay, I grew up with this guy. I know this person. I'll let y'all talk. I cut a few jokes. I said some things that, you know, I wouldn't say at a black tie affair at a nice dinner, right? But as I began to resonate and things started to happen, I said, man, you know, I don't need to do it like this anymore. And I drop words and I tell funny stories, right? But the whole thing, that, no, I can't do it. So now, you know, every now and then some people, trolls and, 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 and disgruntled people who I had to cut off because of their constant drama and lies. You know, Shannon, yes, charge it to the game. You're right about that. Um, oh, your shows are not good anymore. And oh, it used to be fire. And this one's boring. And, uh, and I'm like, you can't mess with my head. You know, you can't mess with my head. I'm the master of mind games. I'm not the best at everything. But I love the mind games from way back when I was in bodybuilding and as a teenager, my first show back in 1980. You, you, you going through a phase when insecurity is at its highest and I'm walking around the body of a well-developed grown man, naturally. So, so no, this is not a brag thing. All I'm saying is that the mental game and the insecurities, you're not going to find it in me. Now I'm a middle-aged dude, 55, going into senior status. I don't look like I used to, but my confidence is not based in how I look. And I will be looking better. Yes, I will. I take care of myself. I've committed to that. And the way Brother Keston looks and him being around me at the time, it's just a matter of time, right? But it's in the knowledge of who I am, what my purpose is, that the baton has been passed on to me. We talk about the ancestors. I always honor the ancestors, but it's us right now with the baton in our hand running this race. We can't stand stand on the track with the ancestors. This and I talk about them all the, all the time. But while I'm talking, I'm running the race. And when I get in the track next to the oppressor, I'm sticking my foot out to trip them. I'm kicking them. I'm punching them righteously. You understand? So. You can't play mind games with me, and I'm addressing you on that. If it's less that come around because I'm not talking up under women's clothes, we're not talking about the best sexual techniques, and we will have private discussions for those who want to know stuff, because I do know a little bit on a lot of things, but the decadence is not going to go on. So this is how you have to use this stuff, because there's enough of us bashing each other. People talk about, oh, you're gay bashing. Well, I, take that if you want. You know what I mean? 
If you want to say that, say that. I don't care what you think. But I'm not going to bash my sisters. I'm not going to compete and knock my brothers and be a man bitch. Mad because somebody got more hits. Mad because this one is living this way and that way. I'm not mad at none of that. I'm not a jealous person. You can't make me that way. I'm a creative person. This, this is how I get high, and this ain't a damn crack pipe. I love to draw. I'm an artist. So, so I love to get around creative people, right? But competitive, toxic, anal, constipated, emotionally detached people with issues that they will not deal with, but they want to inflict that on you because you're free and you came through the fire and you're still here. I think I'm part roach. As much as white supremacy has sprayed me, I'm still here. I can't find the antennas, but we'll make some with the, with my glasses, right? <laughs> That's what we do. He's still here. And, and, and every week I get a call of somebody that I know dying off. And I know it's my time to transition when it's time. I'm not going to sit there and worry about that like the white man. Oh, you know, you're, at this age, you should be thinking about, yes, I take care of myself and I concern myself, but you're the one who has an ending. I don't have an ending. <laughs> next, next season, my contract is renewed. Well, you know, the, you know, you can stay here as long as you want. You know what I mean? And when I physically leave, there'll be stuff left behind. So, so others can pass on the baton and run the race. This is not an it, ego I'm not thing. I'm trying to cut you off, but uh, yeah. it just reminded me of all the technology yeah. that we have nowadays to try to uh, prolong Thank you, a, the natural body's Thank life. You. Yeah. Like, so they're trying to transfer consciousness. They're trying to, you know, clone or organs, all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything that they, they think of to preserve their life because they know that they're done. They are real spoken. They are. No, 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 but but they can't they can't get it. They can't get it. We 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 are the real we're the real juice. They got sugar water, man. We 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 come from the essence. They only emulate. As a matter of fact, they talk about Asians so bad copying stuff. They're the worst. They're worse than the Asians. They are. Everybody dances to our drum beat, but they, they hate us because we're the one bringing it. So they take a little, they take our culture, they try to take it, right? And they want to kill us off and make us not have it and play pretend. They're sick. They're psychotic. Oh, I yeah. deal with them and I see them every day. They lock eyes with me and they start blinking and looking down. Gotta look right at them. I look right at I them. Love to, I love to do that. I was telling my aunt that I said, um, I get uh, something I like to do in public is I like to look at white people in the eye, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, they'll do that. They'll look away, right? But you can see that, you know, the fear in them. It's, and they always have to know. Like you touch it. They always have huh? to know. You can have two brothers that don't never met before in the physical, and there's a certain way we will greet each other or look at each other and say, "What's up, man? How you doing?" Man? Or don't even say anything. Just a nod of the head, and here they come. Uh -huh. What did he mean by that? Did they know each other? How did they do that? Well, see, I, <laughs> I, like again, like um, 
projecting the fear. It's a nigger I frequency. Like that on white people. Like a, a big black guy looking at them in the eye. Like they, they always look away. They're always. And that was the whole big thing about, you know, back in the day, don't look a white person in the eye. Well, they didn't want you to look them guilt. in the eye because they were, they were fearful. Right. 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 Because they fear retaliation. They know. Exactly. They know how they feel. This little troll that came on up to us, niggers and niggers, you wouldn't say that to my damn 55-year-old face. Exactly. I don't care how big and strong exactly. you are. You would not say that to my face because it's not the physical packaging. But it does help being your size, brother. But it's the spirit within. And they know. They download it, too. He knows about us. You see, demons? And the thing is, think about this. Have you ever heard of a story of a single solitary Ku Klux Klansman attacking a black person? No. They got to they come with numbers. And exactly. they still have to hide Never their face. Never have I ever heard a story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. Look. I look at this white supremacist society like drug dealers look at cops they don't worry about is that a cop is that a cop they sell only to who they know exactly other than that everybody's the cops i'm not sitting here trying mm -hmm. to figure out nothing that's a waste of energy it doesn't yep, shock yep. me when you treat me racist it happens all the time i let them know this is yep. your job this is what you're supposed to do but you're like a disposable dixie cup because you're there as a devil to keep me on my toes. I have no fear but of the snake. Know this, I know how to kill the snake. You, on, you know this, but this is what we have to get. See, a lot of us don't really think like that. You know, a lot of us are expecting them to treat us with respect. Yes, King right? H. And, and it's natural to spoken. Uh, expect in a, in, a, yeah. in a natural world. But this is an unnatural, evil world mm -hmm. created by them, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't expect them to not be racist. That's the thing. It's like whenever I see these things, these instances where white folk calling the cops on black people for no this reason. That's what they do. All this stuff. That's just what they do. Yeah. That's just their nature. Like, you right. can't be mad at that. Right. What you have to do is react and respond in a different way than you've been responding. Or cho choose to act. Actually, choose to exactly. act. Exactly. See, so that way... When you react, the action, the prior action that caused you to react controlled you. So yeah, if exactly. you act on your own independent thing, you think about it, mm -hmm. and you take the power back from them, and now you act. So I got many slick-out-the-mouth sayings for them when they come at me a certain way because it's mental muscle memory. I've been dealing with them for so long that I know how to deal just on a look, and they already know. They already know. Just grit your teeth and don't like it. I love mm -hmm. walking strong. I love being strong. I love being connected to the universe. I love when I eat a good natural meal. I recently purchased a, 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 a herbal cleanse. When the next live stream I'll okay. do, I'll bring it in here, and I'll show everybody olive oil and different herbs to kill worms out of you and take gallstones and anything bad. I don't know what's in me. I think I'm pretty clean, right? But um, I think I'm real clean. I passed gas the other day in the crowd, and people said, who has flowers around here? No, I'm just joking, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But we all can clean out because we've accumulated things over the years, right? But right. 
I'm, I'm going to do that with every season. And, and like I say, you keep yourself and you conquer the physical. You conquer the mental. You master the spiritual. And they can't touch you. I mean, they will follow you. They'll, they'll, they'll try to notice you. But the thing is, you'll have the power to spot that demonic thing inside of them. More or less. When they have less, they have more, whatever. And, and with demonic entities that move around us and move, move in our space. You think every time you're in a crowd of people, say there's a hundred people at nighttime walking down a crowded street in downtown, whatever city you're in. You think that two of them may be real? They're looking right at you? You might catch a glimpse of something that may not be in the physical. That That is very much a spiritual thing. And it's walking and that thing been physically gone off this planet for the last 200 years. But it's still here. And it's operating to tempt you and tease you and bring you into something. Whenever I wanted to find a real fine date when I was single, I would play with the forces of the world and say, you know what? I ain't seeing nobody for two months. I don't want to be bothered. So, so, so the evil forces would send me something, not drop dead gorgeous. I was like, see, I played you, devil. <laughs> We're going to enjoy it one night, but that's going to be it. No, I would never do that. But anyway, like I said, when you can spot them and see them and they think you can't or most people cannot see them and when your eye follows them, it's almost like in the Matrix when they saw the woman in the red dress. Yeah. See? And you look and you see and they'll follow your eyes in the crowd because they know. Listen, I've had women not demonizing my sisters, but they're not going to come at me to make me fall with cocaine. I don't do coke. They're not going to come at me with crime or the offer of quick money because I don't do that. I know the end result of that. They will try to come at me with my old weakness of women, right? And and mm-hmm. that's how they do. I was at the bus depot one day. Get ready to get on my bus. I'm like a robot, man, when I'm out there. I don't play. My eyes are straight ahead. I'm very businesslike. I'm very clear in how I communicate. And a lot of folks don't like it. They take it as an offense. Well, there were two young ladies that were there on another bus stop. As I was passing their bus stop, they locked their eyes on me for the longest time. And I felt, I mean, symbolically, all the hair in my head, which I keep it shaved, right? It stood up. And it did not feel good. It was evil. So I kept my eyes straight. And most men would have fallen out if they saw, saw how these young ladies were built. And it, they were very impressive in their physique. No emotional attachment, no lust factor. But yes, the world would say, oh my God, how are they built like that? And I kept walking. And they were staring at me. And as I walked past them, one of the young ladies started laughing. But the way she laughed, (laughs) it wasn't something that came out of her. I don't think it was something that people could hear. And and the, the, the girl said, you know you want us. How long do you think you, you can stay away from us? Huh? What you think that was? I know what that was. That was a damn demon, whatever you want to call it. Like a crackhead has the crack pipe? I've conquered my crack pipe. But they will always come and tap you on the shoulder and say, we still here. We, you can get us. And they're going to up the intensity so you can fall. And when you fall, 
The fall will feel good. It's when you hit the bottom when everything's done. And now you're like, I done gave up my salvation. I done gave up my focus. They took my momentum. I don't have it no more. And it's all gone. You see? And now you're like, I regret that. Now look, I have an STD, a sexually transmitted demon. The diseases are out there, but the demon is even worse. You know? Mm. No, no. Yeah, King Wage, that's funny. No, this definitely wasn't no tranny. Uh, to be funny, I'm in the street all day. I think I know all the trannies in the neighborhood. No, not, not like I know them and deal with them, but on <laughs> site. And there are a lot of them out there. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it was it was definitely something that was um um really bad. It was really bad. It, it was uh, not... I'm sorry to interrupt, Lance, but no, uh, you're not interrupting. You're talking about trannies. Uh huh. And uh, and we ain't talking about transmissions. I don't know about, don't know about you, but um, is it me or did an explosion of blackmail trannies happen like almost overnight? Of course, just like 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 blackmail yeah. homosexuals. I mean. It, we, we've become the face of that, and that's another attack on our existence. We ain't looking to but procreate. The is, but the thing is, um, just, I mean, I'm talking about very recently. I'm talking about a couple years. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, this is, it's, like I said, it's been like almost overnight. Yeah. Oh. I'm starting to see these black the, male trannies. I'm and like, those oh. are, look, look at the seeds planted. Look at the seeds planted. I mean, from the 90s. That, that are springing forth now. Look how permissive well, the society back, back is now. The, day, the strangest What's thing in 10 we years? saw was RuPaul. Yeah. The strangest thing I seen back in the day was RuPaul, right? The transvestite. <laughs> that's what they used to call him, right? Right, right. It's just a dude that dressed as a woman, right? But now you, you got movies like that. Yeah. But now you got the dudes that actually are going for the, the full part, you know? Mm-hmm. By cutting off parts, and, and to me, like I'm like, wait a minute. There was back in the day, it was only one black. It was only one black uh, trans type person, and that was RuPaul. Well, he well, wasn't well, even trans. What's put out there? I will say, growing up, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I will say, growing up, that that subculture was was really big, and is big and underground. Things are coming out more, but it is more. It's like you have, you know, uh, army recruiters out there, and they tell you all these good things. I think you got cranny, uh, cran cranny, tranny recruiters out there. You know, they're not set up in a certain whatever, but they come to you. Uh, excuse me, is black manhood too hard of a proposition? Do you want to avoid oh, wow. all this stuff? Join the trannies. When you join the trannies, you're doing white supremacy a favor. Number one, if you become a transsexual, you get your genitals uh, chopped off, and now you're not a threat to procreating. Then we have lots of prostitution opportunities for you. So come on and be a tranny, be a clown, don't be a threat to white supremacy, and, and we'll hire you first. That shaft-like black man over there, Scurve and, and Abraham X and Brother Fred, no, we don't want those types. No, 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 no. Hell, Brother Keston, no. Django, no. See, so a lot of us punk out because on the yeah, menu of life, black, black man, man is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, being in this position and who we are, I love it. I love who yeah, I am. I know, am. me too. I want to flex. But, 
But a lot, but some people crack under the pressure, though. Some people break under pressure. Oh, I, I get off on it. I get off on it like yeah, Joe Frazier when he's about to throw a left hook and he catches some from Muhammad Ali. Boom, 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 and he hits his head some more and he comes with a left hook. Boom. Let's 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 fight. Let's fight. Mm-hmm. But it's not just a physical fight. I try to keep myself strong for that. But it's that spiritual fight. And so right, right now we're sharpening our blades. The enemy's sleeping. Some of them are. But there's always some up. And they're sharpening their blades too. But they know when they see us that our blades are sharpened from the first glance. When you see that so-called animal out in the so-called wild. That's why I say so-called because this thing in white supremacy, this system is, is wild. That's order. But when you walk in that order that they call the wild, you look at some of them animals. You look at that tiger sitting there like, I wish you would. You look at that panther looking at you, I wish you would. You look at, the, look, look at that lion. Even the gorilla, he ain't messing with you. He's like, I wish you would. The rhino, I wish you would. The alligator chilling over there, I wish you would. The deer runs away from you. But if you get close enough, he'll kick the crap out of you. He wishes you would, and you fall down, and he's gone. We, we, we know that spiritual wavelength that goes higher than what their radios can pick up. We're beyond them when we're at our, at our highest. But when they bring us down to decadence through the activity and the indulgences and the stuff, we're not focusing on going higher. And we have the tools to go higher beyond him. Yet, when one of their little preachers or one of their little gurus or whatever want to be pushed by Oprah Winfrey. Oh, what he's saying is profound. No, he stole what you had and have, and he's turning it around back on you. Like Dr. Oz. Oh, Dr. Oz said this, and Dr. Oz said that, but you won't listen to your own damn grandmother. And he stole it from her. And she got it from the ancestors in the motherland. You see what I mean? So how the hell are you going to take this regurgitated thing when we have brothers back in the day and even right now? And I'm going to spill this one here. I'm going to spill this one. I'm going to spill this one. Next year, at some point, we're all going to go back down to Jamaica, right? And Brother Keston was telling me about a dear friend of his who I'm close with them, and I know them too, and, and we stayed at their home time when we were down here back in February and the the father he had some problems you know not not major but discomfort you know he wanted to eat better and so brother Keston helped him to go back in line with himself and he you know helped him out with some herbal stuff that Keston is disciplined and extremely clean you know and his body is lean and he rides hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles every week. He's getting up to do a run in the morning. Not like a 10-mile run, probably at least 60 or 70 miles. He's done 90-mile training runs. He won't say it. I'm going to say it. Sorry, brother. I know you're incognito. But he's one of the top cyclists here in, in Central Florida. Right? So, um, and it, it's his passion. He takes it serious. But what happened was, I won't put... Uh, his name out there, but his friend, my friend I'll say now, went to a woman down in Jamaica. See, this is what the white man fear because hospitals here don't cure you. They don't heal you. 
They see your symptoms and they want to help to hide your symptoms by giving you medication or a pill and you skedaddle off thinking, oh, I'm all right now. So you mean if my house is on fire, I'm going to fight hard to get rid of the smoke and the, and, and the house is still on fire? So he went <laughs> to this woman. It's the truth. He went to this woman. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to call her like because she's so high. Not high off a joint, but high in her ability and talents and gifts to heal and cure. And she's so bad. Bad meaning good. Translation for you Caucasians who don't understand it across the country. She's so bad that She'll sit there in the consultation and she says, just look me in the eye. And you look her in the eye. And she's going to sit here and she will tell you what you've been through in your body, whether you know it or not, all your life. She even told him, I don't know the year that it happened and what she said. Let's make up a year because I know I'm probably going to be wrong, hit or miss. She's looking in his eyes and says, you know, you took a very hard blow to your testicles back in 1982. Were you playing with? She said this from looking in his eye. It's not even just what she physically saw. This is her gift. And she prescribed to him different fresh herbs that she said, hold on. And this is why the creator put the greenery and the herbs and all these different things, but we go to CVS and Dwayne Reed and Walgreens and Walmart, uh, 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 whatchamacallit, um, pharmacy. Synthetic things taken out, have no vibration, no life force in them. But we take this synthetic junk and we turn away from the real thing, but they know the real thing, right? She put these herbs together and intuitively knew, well, you boil this, you take this in the morning. It's her talent. It's what she's gifted with. It's on a spiritual, mental, and physical level. And she gave it to him, and he followed the instructions down to the letter of the law. And when he went home, he took the first bit of stuff. And in no time soon, he was on, not to be lewd, y'all, but we got to talk about this stuff. He was on the toilet. And he was crapping out all kind of kidney stones. I don't know if he did the gallstones, but it was coming out. And she she had him take pictures of it. Now, this is what we got to do. Look, don't say I'm nasty. Dr. Oz said it. That's the one who you'll honor more than what our African ancestors would tell us. But even on his show, and I read books by Dr. Lila Africa that I have here, one called Nutricide that tells you you need to look at your feces when it comes out of you. And it will tell you what's going on in your body. But how many of us do that? How, we, we act like white folks. Oh, God, that crap stinks. Just flush the toilet and wipe your ass. No. I'm not so saying you're going to play in it like a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a toddler. But you have to look to see if it's light, if it's dark, if it's watery, if it's constipation. You're not drinking enough water. The certain color, it's a science, and we forgot these things. We don't do those practices and teach our kids those practices, but we go on ahead to the doctor, to the white man, who give us a bottle and say, take this. 
and it doesn't bring a balance of your internal organs to work together. We tune up our cars, we don't tune up our body right. We put sugar in our body that we're not supposed to. You wouldn't dare put sugar in the gas tank of your car, now would you? Right? So we we following behind him and his ways of death, and we're abandoning our ways of life. Go down to the Caribbean or certain parts of the South. I'm picking on the Caribbean right now. <clears throat> you see that lady with one hand on one knee, and she got a machete in the other hand, and she steady chopping, just trimming stuff up. And guess what? She got that big hat on, not because she can't take the sun, but she doesn't want to be dehydrated as fast. And she chop herself up. And you look around and somebody says, oh, that's my great-grandmother. Well, how old is she? She's 98 years old. What? Smiling, got all her teeth. Eyes bright. Walking up right. Been out there from 5 o'clock in the morning. What? Just as clear as can be. Ain't no hospitals around there with the white man's synthetic stuff. Ain't no... No CVS or no Dwayne Reed. Huh? So how is she like that? And some of these women who are our sisters, who are elders. I ain't no pervert. But sometimes they'll stand up right. And when I was young, I say, my God. She ain't 22 years old. But grandma got a shape on her. Because she getting herself and keeping herself natural cleaning out her body not putting the bad things in the sun goes down she in the bed and we who are younger and who are in our mind more civilized and sophisticated oh they're going to bed too early let's go out for a night in the town and we come back and talk about how how effed up we are man we had so many drinks now this was never me i'm just saying people i know man we we had drinks man we did this man and we went to the man we went to the diner after that it was about four o'clock in the morning you eating steak no wonder it look if i ever had a roach i know who to call over to use my bathroom when they use my bathroom there'll be no roaches for two or three blocks around my house they blew it up see so yeah, you're right, Real Spoken Poetry 50. And I support your blog as you do it. I want to put a banner and put a link right on back to it. I want to get you on the show and we talk about things if you want to do that. But I'll support everybody in whatever way I can. And that's what I'm all about. Because that makes me stronger. To be selfish is to die. To be selfish is to cut yourself off. But I'm not going to be given with everybody's energy that's not right. That's another thing. We have to be careful in who we invest our energies in. So if you're about it, and I think you'll kind of know I'm about it, I'm going to support y'all right on back. I love this. I said we were going to end this show an hour ago. Now I kicked into a different gear, and I'm running my mouth. But that's that energy, man. And I physically feel it. Oh, I'm going to crash when I crash. But I'm home. I'm safe. I'm speaking to the brothers and sisters here that, that I want to resonate with while we sharpen our swords. I'll sleep late. I'm home all day tomorrow. We're going to pop on to do and another thing. 8 o'clock tomorrow night, uh, uh, sister, um, oh, God, the name, um, uh, was it Sheila, Shelly, whatever, um, because you all know that's a pen name. I didn't want to put a real name out there, so we made the name up, right? The one we did with the woman who had the narcissistic uh, 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 man that she was in a relationship with 
that she broke it off. And that video that you liked so much, it was her talking and she had the Southern accent. Tomorrow night live at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we're going on live. So not just the women, but the brothers who want to come on too. I'm going to let her tell more of a story. You know, give her a little hour to talk or more. And when she's ready to open the lines, I want all the sisters who've been through what she's been through or if they have questions and just the vibe and I'll kick back and let everybody vibe because I learned. I'll keep it interesting if it's not, but it's always going to be interesting. I'm going to crack my little funny jokes and stuff like that. But don't forget, I didn't even make the link yet. Tomorrow, at some point when I wake up, I'll make the link and do some graphics and make it fancy and put it out there so you know well ahead of time. I didn't want to do it too early because for our folks who go to church, you know, I know you want to eat something after, probably take a little nap. The little two hours in the church parking lot talking about sister so-and-so and that strange car and man that was parked out in front of her house three o'clock in the morning in the morning before and why she wasn't praying she was sleeping church. I know. I love y'all too. We're going to work together. We're going to come out of the darkness into the light, the righteous light, but it will be at eight o'clock. So you have something really good to feast on as we go into Sunday evening. And if you miss it, it will be up. It'll be up. Yeah, I, look, real spoken, I feel your energy. And I love those comments that you put. Oh, I wish I could have those comments on my blog. I wish I, there was a way I could snatch the YouTube comments and put it on landscurve.com for each correspondent thing. I have a couple hacker friends who can do that, so I'm going to set that up. But uh, I was at work one time. I looked at one of your comments, and I just had to stop. And the people, bus driver, are we leaving now? I said, yeah, hold on. I got, I need two minutes. I got to read this. I drive a little faster. I don't care, but I got I to gotta digest this when I'm driving. I'm meditating on stuff, you know? And that's what we need to do. And when the energy flows, we flow. How many times we, we, we heard that the party was going to end at 2 o'clock, but it was popping so good and the energy was so good, we looked over at the owner and he's like, listen, just go ahead. We'll keep the bar open a little more. Go on and party, black people. So this is how we do with these shows. The energy will flow. I'm sorry for taking over like this, Abraham. <laughs> oh, I, no, no, no. I, I have these second and third I'm wins. Not. It's crazy. I, I told you you're a machine. You're a damn Terminator machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to feel it, though, I'm telling you. But no, um, I, I'm sold out, man. I'm committed. I'm, 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 this, this, I live this. I, I live this, man. I really don't care about no fame. Like I said, it's about what we feel here. I'm telling you, it feels so good. You have other people who come for different reasons, and um, this feeds me, man. Seriously, that you home relaxed. Everybody else may be home. Some may be on their job. Some, some may not be um, somewhere where they're comfortable. They may be somewhere in a parking lot. I don't know. They're doing a drug deal or something. I don't know. But we're all together on a righteous vibe. If you go by what this world dictates with the food and the decadent stuff on the TV and on the computer, it's to pull us down. There's dudes I know 20 years younger than me dragging. Man, I don't know how you do it, Skirv. I'm not saying you, brother. I'm just saying I'm looking at them like they're not connected. And when I wake up, I'm going to go out in the sun. <clears throat> I'm also going to cut the grass in the front and the back. And I'm going to let these words that we spoke tonight dance around in my head and enjoy the air, enjoy, enjoy the sun on me, enjoy the sweat. Waking up clean without nothing in the corner of my eye. And Mr. Skurve made a beautiful breakfast that I wake up to and see right there. 
I see it right there. I just had a wonderful salad earlier. We had some um, squash soup. Oh, I'm going to tell you from now, brother, we got some squash soup that she's going to make with the coconut oil and the, co man, the grated coconut and the squash natural. No nothing Whoa. bad. No soy sauce, no dairy, no extra salt, no nothing. And that thing is culinary crack. Culinary crack. I never did crack. I ain't never. I don't have to. I'm always high anyway, right? But that thing is so good. And look, I'm not even. Look, we're going to get you on camera telling everybody who's here tonight how good it is. And I'm not slipping you 50 bucks to make you lie. You're going to say it. You're going to say it. And we have some other things we're going to make and bring on a vegan level. And um, we're going to have some stuff for free and we have some stuff for sale. And we're working up because we're doing the, the live events. This is not just an internet thing. And I think that's what's pissing people off a whole lot, that there's an in-house team and, a, and an extended team and family all over. And we're moving forward with some things and launching off. And this is where envy comes in. This is not a show-off thing. We're sharing our life. This is what we have to do. What happened to the grandmother sitting out of the grandfather, sitting out with the grandkids and speaking about their life experience? You see what I mean? And they share these things. The verbal history, the oral history. Well, we can do that with the leverage of the internet right now and share our experiences. This is why I always welcome people to come on in. Just hit me up. I'm free, whatever. Look, you beat me to the punch. I was meaning to reach out to you. I'm not going to say at that very hour, but you hit me up. And what did I say? We're going to do something with Brother Kesson later on, and I'm free after that. Now you're right. saying, why did I call this guy? Damn it, he's got me up four minutes before five o'clock in the morning. No, no. Hey, I'm just bro, playing bro. with you, brother. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. Hey, I it, told you it, how it, we it's roll. It's good with me. I, I really appreciate your... Uh, you extending your show and um, let me get some of this out here. Like I said, um, big wage. <laughs> it's not a it's not a mind dump or anything like that. No, 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 no. I know, I know. It has to get out here. This, I right. mean, and and hopefully, out of everybody that listened to the show tonight, I hope at least one start thinking about what I'm saying. You yeah. Know? Like now really you wrap it down right now, man, because I don't want all the work. I went around the world, nah, yeah, yeah. What's that, Lisa Stansfield? Back in the early 90s, <laughs> late 80s? <laughs> Telling my age. But go ahead, man. R I mean, wrap it down. Bring it on home. I mean, there's really nothing much to say. Um, I'll just go ahead and recap what I was, um, yes. the main points I wanted to get to is that we have to recalibrate and reprogram our mind to really critically analyze where we are, our status and position in this, and what we do, we'll find out that um, they have no legitimate authority over us. And so that that's like the, the key. So once we realize that, we can start unlocking these chains and making some moves. But until, but that only happens when a critical mass of people, we just need a critical mass. I don't know the number, if it's 100, um, there's a there's a uh, a story called the uh, or a theory called the hundredth monkey uh, theory, and basically the idea is that um, the story goes that uh, 
a Japanese primatologist mm-hmm. was on island studying apes. And they would feed these apes dirty sweet potatoes that they would drop in the sand, and the apes would eat these sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. But then one day, one of the, the apes cleaned their sweet potato off before eating it. And then this ape showed her mother how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so before long, all the apes on this island was cleaning their sweet potatoes before they eat it. Mm-hmm. But the most remarkable part about it is other apes on other islands started cleaning their sweet potatoes too. So the theory is that once enough of a of a species, once a, a critical number of a species learn a different way of doing things, then uh, it, it, the whole that whole species benefits. So mm-hmm. you know, long story short, is about getting a critical mass of people to understand. Um, stuff I was talking about, and mm-hmm. it goes a lot deeper. And um, I, I, I invite anybody to ask me about anything that I was uh, talking about. Um, challenge me on anything that I was talking about. Um, my email address. I don't really check my email too much, but you can still reach me there. Yes. Uh, my email address is Bryant B R Y A N T C. 79 at yahoo.com mm-hmm. all lowercase letters mm-hmm. and my facebook is uh abraham x i'm always on my facebook so that's the best place to reach me mm-hmm. abraham uh spelled the natural uh the normal way mm-hmm. x spelled e-c-k-s there's an interesting there's story, story behind that, that too. too i got <laughs> oh yeah you were telling me but go ahead yeah, with what I, you're saying brother you can tell the story too quick, if you want it's a quick story, but but basically, I went to the court to change my name to Abraham X, X like the letter X, mm-hmm. and the uh, and the court the the lady at the court said I couldn't change my name to X, as in the the letter X. That's messed up. And the BS, yeah, the BS reason she gave is that um, it's reserved for handicapped people, whatever. And so I was like, okay, so you know, it's it's kind of like a backhanded diss against that you know that lady is like. It's right. still X. It's phonetically spelled X. So right. E-C-K-S. You're not bringing that Malcolm X stuff down here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where you can reach me, and um, I really do hope uh, I I get some responses to what I said because, yes. um, like I said, I got receipts backing up everything I said, mm-hmm. and um, I, I'm trying to get a critical mass of us enough to be able to push back and challenge the very legitimacy of their authority. Yes. So, uh, and, and everybody, get is, a, get on his uh, uh, his email account and bug him to death to come to the studio so he can sit here in front of the camera and you can really absorb more when you see him, which you've been very effective tonight. I'm just playing around with you, brother. But um, Judah wants to know if you, if you ship to Cali, he wants to order some microgreens. So hit him up on his email and um, I have his number. I don't put people's number out there like that. I'm also the middleman. So if you forget or whatever, reach out to me. And like I said, we're going to be at this event this Saturday um, at Three Mask. And of course, we're going to be live streaming it and recording it. And we have also, like I said, on September 15th, our event that we're doing. Um, and it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. It's going it's, it's to be nice. You know, we didn't say we're going to have dope there, y'all. We said it's going to be dope. We have to translate again for the white <laughs> folks, <laughs> you know. But, um, brother, I really appreciate you, you know, spending the time and 
your energy and everybody who is here in the chat room and watching and even all the little oppressors grandchildren who are here watching them mad that I blocked the, uh, 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 the, the conference line up and they can't call up and call us niggers. You know, okay, you know, what else is new as far as how you think of us or whatever, but we don't focus on that. If we were talking some stupid stuff, if we were talking some gossipy, low-frequency stuff, they'd be, they'd be, oh, fabulous, oh, great. But they learn something, too. They don't just learn about us, how we are in practice and how we flex in our high-vibration conversations. Yes, that we do tell jokes in, but they're learning about themselves and they don't like what they see. See, they've lied to themselves and they believe the lie. And now they see it being chipped away. Half of them don't like to go on Instagram because they see something about their history that they weren't told in school either, right? And they don't want us to know how great we are and what we possess right now. Not about, oh, Black History Month. You know, back in the day you did this in subservience to us. No. We're revolutionaries. We're rebels. We're fighters. We're warriors. But we're also lovers and consolers and builders. We don't destroy Wherever we go in the right state of mind that we're in, we build, it grows. Wherever you go in your twisted state of mind, and even when you think you're in the right state of mind, chaos follows. And you don't want us to know that. You don't want us to know our energy. You don't want us to vibrate with each other where we are so close with each other that we can look at each other in the eye and communicate something specifically. I got to tell a quick story before we go. My old girlfriend had... A brother-in-law and she recently passed last year in September and um, the brother-in-law out he has a, I'm not gonna put his name out there right I don't I have it's been like three decades since I really saw him but let's just say his name was uh, uh, Bobby right now he was a roster fryer so his name wasn't Bobby um, he would go into the supermarket with his kids they all had locks they were so short and small they're grown now and the joke was he would be sometimes he he would be blazed out there. I mean, the brother was smoking. I mean, his eyes looked like stop signs after a while. He opened his eyes. I hit the brake like, oh, man, I, I thought it was a stop sign. So he would go into the supermarket and he was so high. I got I to say it like this. This is not a put down. This is a family story on the inside. You know, he was so high. He couldn't even talk. He couldn't even say and I'm, just, I'm making this up now. He couldn't even say, um, could you go over there you know, to the kids? They, he sent them all off to get things, make them feel like they're included. But he had the wagon or him and his wife. And instead of saying, uh, could you go over there and get a dozen eggs? And could you go over there and get some cheese? These are things he didn't eat. You know, I'm just making this up. He wouldn't say it like that. His eyes were so out of it. And he put his hand up and point. And he'd go like this. Uh. <laughs> he'd grunt. <laughs> one syllable and I'm like today I'm like to myself I'm watching like how in the heck they gonna know what that means but one of the kids would come back with two dozen eggs I'm like how did he know that and 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 Bobby the uh, the dreadlock the lock you know the brother he take the eggs and he turned to one of the daughters I like oh heck no and she come back with two bags of apples I'm like you know how did you know this? Well, you didn't hear it? They had a way of communicating, right? Beyond what I could figure out. 
I was made to feel like the white man at that point because I couldn't figure out what, how they were talking, how they were communicating. You don't see no white Harlem Globetrotters. They don't have it in them. No. They throwing the ball. They they go home and practice. I know they do. They can't do nothing with the ball. God damn it. These niggas, how do they do this? Yeah, for real. But uh, yeah, the kids were on code. And they, and they would listen to them. And I would watch. Let me tell you something. And I said, Bobby, I said, listen. Every time you go to the supermarket, if I'm sleeping, call me. I'm going to be here. I love this. I wish I videotaped this bad boy. He, and he'll be lit up. Uh, uh. And I'm like, to one of the kids, I said, what did that second grunt mean? Said, oh, it means bring three of them. It was a grunt. How did you know? <laughs> let me let y'all go to sleep, y'all. It's 5.06 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, folks on the West Coast probably said, well, it's only 2 o'clock over here. You can keep going. Yeah, it's 2 o'clock over there. But I'll be all messed up if I go on for another three hours. I'll, I'll sleep through the day, right? I got to get up and um, I got to get some of that Mr. Scurve breakfast. And I got to cut the grass. And I got things to do. And Brother Keston's going to come over and visit uh, tomorrow. And I'm going to try to get him on the camera again. You know, once he starts talking, at least record something. So anyway, I'm going to sign off. Brother Abraham X. You enlightened me tonight, you inspired me tonight, and you kept my faith up in our people, which never wanes, no matter how much decadence they put out there about us. And I really love the spirit tonight and how we got along and everything like we always do. And when you do, there will be trolls. That's cool. There will be haters. Um, the folks who thumbs down, we love you too because we touched the nerve tonight. You had to react and do something. Thanks for your viewership. <laughs> Brother Fred, good night. Brother Abraham X, good night. Any other thing you want to say before we go? Don't forget that ad, man. All folks who have businesses, hit me up. Information, scurvemedia at gmail.com, 407-590-0755. We want you to do that. Um, it's a serious thing. Text the keyword scurve to 74121 to sign up for mobile alerts directly to your smartphone. We can't trust YouTube. Again, the keyword scurve to 74121. If you forget that, go to landscurve.com. I got all the things set up there for the mail subscription, um, for, for, the, for the mobile text message uh, notifications, all of that good stuff. I got it hooked up. It's legit. Download the Landscurve app at the Google Play Store, the Amazon Store, and the App Store. Landscurve. Search it in the bar. You get the app. It's free. Not bootleg. It's not going to mess up your phone. Well, you know those niggers do things. They always have to hotwire something. Or how do they call it? Nigger rig it, right? No, it's not a nigger rig uh, app. It's legit. And I love when I tell them, oh, you have an app? Yeah, download it. And they're always the ones hitting it, too. It's connected to the site. And different pages and stuff. And I have a page where you can take a selfie, you know, and put yourself out there and put the name down there and we see who you are. Just have fun. We're going to be back. I'm going to sleep a little bit. Hug up tight. Mr. Scurve, I'm coming. And I'm going to get up, eat, and we'll be back together later on today. You have a good night, Brother Abraham, Brother Fred, everybody in the room. Too many names to list, but you know my heart is here with you. All right? So you all take care. All right, peace. All right, peace out. Love you all. Take care.